put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandments. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Praise God. Welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome back to the Cloud Chariot. Wonderful day of confrontation with everything that needs to be obliterated in old heavens and old earth. And it's a glorious day for righteousness kicking wickedness in the face. Mm-hmm. That old scoffing, mocking, hideous face of the evil eye of Balaam. Say it all. Uh, Inwardly, in my internal intelligence, I'm cursing you. Oh, the evil eye shall perish, (laughs) and all eyes shall see him, it is written. We think of that as something like an angel coming down from heaven. It's actually on the inside. It's the inner intelligence seeing him as the word washes you in living water. (laughs) So every eye will gaze upon him. We always think, because the carnal mind is at war against the Holy Spirit revelation, that it's some external event, like a flash of lightning in the sky. I tell you the truth. It's going to come like rain. It's going to come, Hosea says he comes like the rain. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to come with a big, huge event like you expect Armageddon and Apocalypse of all the things of the works of demons and unbelief and the flesh and blood. It'll come like the Word of God washing the inner man. Then their Mm -hmm. eyes shall look upon him. It is written. It's not going to be some external thing that magically something happens and now I feel peace. Oh, now things are running smoothly. I've finally broken through so things in the external realm can go smoothly for me so Mm -hmm. I can have external peace. That's not God's peace. Are you crazy? Are you demon-possessed with a religious spirit? Probably, but we're going to whack it out of you. Amen? Just that I receive it. I receive it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. What is the peace of Messiah? The peace of Messiah. Here's the thing about the peace of Messiah. Pride does not value his peace. It's a valuation system of the inner man. In your thoughts and your emotions, your feelings, your dwelling, your coming, and your going, it's all measurements of how much from moment to moment you value with a specific valuation. It's a measurement of your valuation of the Prince of Peace. He said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Oh, yes. I do not give peace as the world gives peace. Different peace. Now, what does that mean? A lot of people can have peace. Let's say we go on a vacation. Now we can have some peace. And, oh, yeah, peace oh, and trap. quiet. Have you seen a family fighting? And then the dad comes back and he says, you know what? We're going to Hawaii. Guess what? Whatever you were fighting about, it's gone. It's peace. It's perfect peace. Manifest peace. Praise God. You might praise Worldly God. peace. Praise God. Praise God for the worldly peace. The kids are at the daycare. My girlfriend picked them up. I ain't got to watch these demons You don't even need the word of God for that kind of peace. Just worldly success. And then we get 
into being spiritual warriors. Now we can fight and break through. And now that I have the breakthrough, because I did something, now I can enjoy the peace. And that's true. You can enjoy that peace. I'm going to treat myself. But what is the peace of Messiah? Oh, it's holy. I'll tell you what. It's an overflowing trust, a realm of overflowing trust. It's the peace that you tap into when you're overworked. It's the peace you tap into when your heart is broken and crushed and you've been betrayed on all sides and the tears you soaked your couch like David with tears that you've pleaded with God through the night. When people at work steal credit for your hard work and put you down and make fun of you mm. and you forgive them. It's Peace when, when they steal your promotion. Mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it's overflowing peace. Now, how do you tap into that peace? It's peace when you're in the midst of trial mm. and someone else has what appears to be something God has promised you. How much do you value peace? The Prince of Peace. It's how much you value Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Every demon comes knocking on your door day and night to see if you'd be willing to trade that precious gift for something else. Oftentimes, especially if you are devoted to rising in righteousness, conquering the Sephirot, getting the circumcisions, it'll often come in the guise of warfare. Why don't you just give me that peace? Because look, so-and-so is going up pretty fast on the Sephirot, or look, someone just found their spouse. You've been waiting. You sacrificed. You did this. Mm. Oh, look at the... They just bought the nice... Louis Vuitton bag, oh, the, the high end, the shoes, the outfit. Someone got the Lamborghini. Someone got the new house. Someone got the baby. They, they hadn't been trying for years and years to get pregnant with a baby that they wanted to have. You've been pleading and crying before the Lord with a barren womb for years, asking for a child, and here comes along what seems like a less devoted couple, in your perception, less devoted to Yadhe less experience in the glory, and all of a sudden, without any problem whatsoever, here comes their, their newborn child. You know, some people don't care about these things, but every Nefesh grouping, every soul grouping has something that they their care idols. about. And for some, it might be even your cosmic inheritance. Mm. Oh, I'm not going, things aren't going on my cosmic journey as I thought they would. What about my cosmic inheritance? What about the things God has promised me in the stars? Mm. Am I going to lose it? Is it going to go to someone else? Is someone going to go up and take it? Is God going to let that happen? Is God like the devils from my prior forms of charismatic glory Christianity? The answer is he's not, but unless you've had time away from Pharaoh, you're not going to know the difference between the true God, yad heh of righteousness, 
and the false gods of pagan Christianity that you find so frequently in glory stream, even in God inside minded Christianity with signs, miracles, wonders. But oftentimes, what do you find they're lacking? There's no peace. You might even have laughter, manifestations, everyone can be nice to each other. But when you go home and you're all alone, or it's just you and your family, or it's you in your car, it's you on the way to work, and there's no one else there, and at the end of the day, no one in the world will understand, it's written in the Word of God, your heart's own joys and your heart's own sorrows. Only the Lord understands those things. It is wickedness to expect and put that expectations on human beings to understand your joys and your sorrows. What that says to the angels and to God is that God is not enough for you. You need a human to understand. Mm. Someone who can receive from me. I need someone to understand my pain. I need a human being to understand the depths of my joys. No one understands. Who can receive what I have to teach, what I have to give? No one really gets it. It's idolatry. Jesus Christ understands all of your pains, all of your sorrows. And he desires most of all to be that one person in your innermost being with whom you share all things, all of your joys, all of your trials, your tears, your sadness. It says pour out your heart like water before the Lord. Tell him all the details of your life and what's going on. And then what does it say in the New Testament? And then the peace of God that surpasses understanding will fill and flood you. Now, do we just skip by and, oh, that's a nice Bible verse, and, oh, just post it on Facebook because it felt like a revelation. Oh, that was good. Just put it out there. Wow, check the verse I found. Or do we apply the word? So in the secret place, when no one understands your joys, your sorrows, your fears, Fears that you would never admit, even to your closest friend, even to your closest family member. Do you pour it out before the Lord and tell him the details? Or do you go before the Lord in prayer and cover it up and pretend like you pretend everything is just, I can tough it out. I'll be okay. Oh, don't worry about me, Lord. I'll be okay. I'm, I'm your humble servant. No. He wants you to be real and honest with every detail of your life. He's looking to see who can tell the truth in the secret place and in your family life and in your circle of friends, coworkers, influence. Who will be pure-hearted, which is honest. Doesn't mean naive and throw your pearls before swine. No. But bear your heart. When you bear your heart 
before the Lord. You open it up for a clean conscience. When you come in humility and honor and truthfulness where there's no guile in you. When you go in the secret place to pray, let there be no guile in you because you have to understand. When you pray, whether it's for yourself or for others, for the kingdom, when you feel a certain way in your heart towards a brother and sister, or animosity that someone else got, something that God has already promised you that you haven't received yet. He sees it when you hold that in your heart against someone. It's not really that person. You are holding against that person and he does weigh your heart for that. He counts that as witchcraft prayer. But because you're not honest with God, it's not like he doesn't know. He knows beyond what you convinced your own self that your reasoning and your logic is for the way you behave, the things that you say, the choices that you make. Even if you lie to yourself where you've already completely deceived yourself in that whole area, I'm clean. They, I, I had good intention. I, I bless them, and I'm just trying. No. It's not a mystery to God. He knows. So if you're honest with him, even though it doesn't look good, even though it's a horrible-sounding confession, I've found that he much prefers honesty when you speak with the Lord. Honesty and humility. It's not pretty what's going on. The curse of the fall of humanity is not pretty. But who will have a pure, humble heart and be honest, truthful, without guile before Yadhe Vavhe? And when you pour out all those details of your life and you confess in that way such a peace will flood your heart your mind and it's not a peace that will transfer automatically to anybody else that's your gift of peace that's the oil of peace it's the oil of peace you pay a price for that peace and it's nice, you know, we get into the apostolic, we're shifting atmospheres and shifting the heavens, and that's all great, and that's fine. But I'm talking about your oil of peace that stays with you, that's a gift. If Jesus Christ, through your price that you pay in the secret place with him, in your everyday choices, and he gives you that gift, you spill out your life before him, you confess, you bring it to him, you allow him to crush that fruit and make oil of your olive tree. You have oil of peace. No matter what we do, we couldn't earn or deserve the peace of Messiah. It's a gift. But he gives that gift to the humble. So we humble 
ourselves. And even then, when he gives it to us, we must understand it's not the merit of our own doing. We could never earn it. It's not a wage. It's a gift. Peace is a gift. How much do you treasure that? When the next demon temptation comes to give away that precious oil of peace, what are you going to throw it out the window for? What irritation, external confrontation, do you value your own pride or opinion or ability to confront or whatever it is? What do you value more than the oil of intimacy with Christ, the oil of peace? Value that peace. Guard it. Keep it. He keeps in perfect peace who? Those whose mind is stayed on him. Which means what? Your mind isn't going to judging a brother, judging a sister in Christ. Strife, competition, envying the possessions of others, envying the spiritual inheritances, envying the physical inheritances of others. Worrying, what does it say? Do not fear, do not worry. And then you throw it away and exchange it for the sin of worry, the sin of paranoia, the sin of anxiety. Did you think his blood was so cheap to throw away peace? So that we can say, I have a reason to be worried. Worry does not mean you care. To cast away worry proves that you care about the word of God because he said, do not worry, do not fear. Outside are the cowards. Inside the city is what? Jerusalem, the city of peace, the city of Messiah, the peace of Messiah. And you'll notice as you start to guard and defend it more viciously, that peace will stay and remain with you. And if anyone sees that peace and wants to demand what you do out of the carnal mind with that peace, every single time the response is, get your own oil. That's it. You must pay the price to get your own oil of peace. Until then, it'll always be dependent on, well, are the apostles coming around? Oh, do I need to, maybe I just need five more hours of Bible spot. Maybe I just get rid of the kids for just a few hours. Just get rid of the kids for a few hours. If I could just have some time alone. You're going to be dependent on external factors until you begin to value. Learn and understand the value. It's a revelation and it's an experience. The peace of Messiah. And it's a form of worship. It's an act of intimacy with God. Holy intimacy and devotion to God. That you're saying, yes, Lord, I value your peace. I value the gift that you gave me. I'm not going to 
throw it away. I'm not going to give it away. Precious oil. I mean. <laughs> Precious oil of peace. And you stay within the gates. You can see a clear vision as you're speaking from uh, Revelation 22. This is in the voice translation. Verse 14. Blessed are those who wash their garments. In the end, they have rightful access to the tree of life and will enter the city through its gates. The dogs, the sorcerers, those who commit immoral acts, the murderers, the idolaters, and those who love and practice deception must remain outside the gates for all eternity. So gates of what? The city of peace, where Messiah is already enthroned. So the Prince of Peace is enthroned perfectly and finally inside his kingdom for thousands of years. Thousands of years already. The issue is, who will enter the gates? Now outside the gates are all the magic spells. All the different thoughts upon the mind which are magic spells. That's what a magic spell is. It's the influence of the brain by external forces other than God's word. If you're taking notes today, a magic spell that you wage the good Christian warfare against every single day of your Christian lives as disciples, a magic spell is any thought working in your brain that's not from inside the city of Jerusalem and the very throne of Jesus Christ. It's that simple. So Babylon the Great is a system and a kingdom of magic spells distracting brains and minds into continuous wrongdoing, even if they mean to do right. So it's a huge deceptive system. The Bible says that it deceived all nations. The word nations there is DNA, ethnicities, or bloodlines, so that all human blood is 100% deceived. Therefore, no human idea can help Yarevave. Therefore, it is written, obedience is greater than sacrifice. Since no human idea can help the kingdom or build the kingdom, you have to understand unclean outside the gates and clean inside the gates. Clean and unclean is not just an Old Testament concept of the Levitical priesthood of the Old Covenant. It is a new covenant reality. Jesus Christ said in the red letters, You are clean, apostles of my cleanliness, by the words that I have spoken over you. And he also washed their feet. So it was an uh, invisible spiritual washing of the inner intelligence of the thought life. So there is no magic spells of the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. What are the magic spells of religiosity that kindle as a curse upon the human brain? That your minds be pure from the magic arts, pure from all forms of godliness that are false, which is what Laban was who augured before Yarevave, it is written, which is before Yarevave, a form of cleanliness, a form of godliness that denies the power thereof or the power inside the kingdom. So it's not really serving God, it's self-servient. All religiosity is selfish of the fallen angels. Until you learn obedience, you've never actually done anything that's pleasing or helpful to God. So 
People have all these ideas from all these teachings of how they can help a ministry or help an apostle, help a prophet, help God, advance his kingdom, do all these things. But the only question is, were you cabaled by a holy angel? If you were not cabaled, instructed by an angel sent from God, like every prophet or person that received instruction from Genesis to Revelation, Mary is my favorite example of this when Archangel Gabriel cabals her, instructs her. She says, yes and amen, be it unto me according to your word, which means she received the instruction, she received the Kabbalah. It's exactly what's written. And until you have that cabal experience through apostles that are consecrated special messengers or prophets, which means inspired preachers, they also can channel the river of life that's the cabal and the will of the Father into your minds, removing the magic arts. And if the magic arts and the magic spells of self-ideas and human ideas about God and pleasing God are not obliterated from you, you will spend all your Christian lives in deception fighting against God's kingdom and fighting against God's sent ones. What does it mean to be sent? It means to be cabaled. That's the word, to be instructed and sent from the presence of his throne. That an angel has spoken to this person. Therefore, if we fight against this person that an angel has spoken to, what does Acts chapter 5 say? Gamaliel, Pharisee says, we will find ourselves fighting against Yadevave. Therefore, I instruct you to let these men go, or you might find yourselves fighting against Yadevave. Gamaliel. Isn't that something? God was speaking to me about Gamaliel today and all the Pharisees. And he actually came out with wisdom. He says, if this is God, we'll find ourselves fighting against God. But if this is human, if this is man's own constructed ideas, what does Gamaliel say? It will fail. It's exactly what scripture says. It will fail. It'll be obliterated. So I counsel you to let these men go. That's what he says. But they flogged them instead. They didn't even heed the word of Gamaliel. They beat the apostles. In Acts chapter 5, it is written, Then they let them go, instructing them, false Kabbalah, black Kabbalah, instructing them to no longer speak in the name of Jesus Christ, or they'll be arrested again. And what did the apostles say? What is it to us to obey man and not Yarevave? <laughs> we will fear Yarevave and not man. And they let him go with a stern warning, it is written. Later on, they didn't let him go. Later on, they literally decapitated them. They killed and murdered James. And they crucified each and every one of them horribly in painful deaths. So you can tell the instruction of the enemy is the magic spell upon the mind. Upon those who bring that instruction are all the martyrdom, blood of the prophets, it's written in Revelation. All the blood of the prophets is ascribed to that Kabbalah, to that instruction, to those magic spells of the influence of human beings. And it's not always the great big high-level sorcerers doing the killing. If you've noticed, it's the dogs... The beastmen, the ones with 666 in their human thought life, doing the murdering. I've witnessed entire denominations of Pentecostals doing the murdering of their father, the fallen angels. I've witnessed that in my lifetime. I've seen a 100,000 members of one denomination cabaled by one principality doing that principality's will because they're all cabaled. That happened a couple years ago. We see a hundred thousand assemblies of God 
men and women, cabaled by the principality Jezebel, murdering and attacking Red Letter Ministries, this prophetic ministry. It was astonishing. I could not believe how cabaled of the enemy human beings could get in the charismatic stuff. And they all speak in tongues. They all have zeal for missions. They all attend church on Sunday. And they find themselves fighting against Yadevave as an entire denomination. These things should not astonish you. The Bible told you this is exactly what would happen in the end times. Now we are a remnant. We are a remnant that are obedient to the instructions of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ of the angels that have been sent to us to instruct us in the message we have delivered to you. If you take our message, put it in your hearts, and purify your minds with this message, see that it will not produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and you will know them by their fruits. You will begin to see through ISAV. You'll begin to have peace that passes understanding that's not based on outward circumstances, situations, or events, or even outward successes, but inward successes of the victories of the circumcisions of the heart and mind and the purifications of your thought life and your inner intelligence emanating the Shekinah of God's Word. The circumcisions alone of heart and mind, not heart only, because the battlefield is in your mind. You need to be circumcised of mind, soul, which is your feelings and emotions, and your bones and marrow, which is your DNA. That's where your blood's produced in all of your human bones. So that blood will come over your doorpost of your forehead, and depending on the quality of what word is in that blood, for the blood of Abel speaks a certain word, vengeance, vengeance, it cries vengeance, but the blood of Jesus Christ speaks a greater word, meaning All human blood is speaking. What are you listening to? Only one thing the Bible teaches. Blood. Are you listening to your own bloodlines? Are you listening to your own cultural stuff? Are we listening to your last name's blood speaking over your mind through ancestral familiar spirit influences? The blood speaks. Yes, you're mainly influenced by familiars of your human bloodlines until you have the circumcisions. That's why it is written, I counsel no young, immature believer to be in leadership. And you can be 85 years old and still be an infant in Christ. What makes you mature is the circumcisions and the elevations of Shekinah, rung upon rung. Second Corinthians chapter 3, it is written, we go from one dimension of glory, one rung of glory, one rung of Jacob's ladder, to a greater rung of Jacob's ladder, and we do this by the Spirit, who is the Lord. Therefore, we are not influenced, cabaled by our own blood, or by the influence of sorcery that works in the blood, but by the very blood of Jesus Christ that speaks the Torah of Rabbi Abba Father. You have to get into the rabbinical understanding if you are going to get into the Israel of Yadavah in these days. Why? Because it's the promised land of the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the promised land. To the twelve tribes of Israel it is written. And you are that Israel if you are circumcised, circumcised of heart, and not just in the heavens, in the earth. If you just have it in the spiritual, what about the washing in the earthly? A lot of times when people get into bewitchment, they have the perfect intentions in the invisible realm, but then their natural realm is full of just curses. You have to be washed equally above 
and below. Do not forfeit the below to demons and to magic spells because the below realm is equally important to the above realm. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost above and below. But if you forfeit any realm by ignorance, as it's written, the scapegoat was sacrificed for the ignorance of the people, you give your inheritance of Messiah, who's gifted it to you out of his love and grace towards you, to demons and to sinners. And they'll actually give your inheritance to the undeserving. But Jesus Christ, Revelation 22, comes with all his rewards to give to people according to merit. If you study that out in Greek, it says earthly works earthly works. Revelation 22, the last thing Jesus Christ said in the red letters, Revelation 22, I am coming with all my rewards with me to give to each one according to his merit, earthly works. I thought it's not about works, bro. Well, without works, your faith is dead, bro. But you have to understand what merit is. It's not human ideas. It's not what's convenient to you out of your natural DNA. That is sin. Your human ideas are the things you're willing to sacrifice because it's convenient to your own bloodlines and DNA. That is your familiar demons working death and hell in your lives for a lack of obedience. Obedience directly opposes your familiars in your human blood. That's how you overcome the devil, by not loving your own life more than his. Revelation 12, it is written, how did they overcome the devil? By loving not their own blood more than his blood. See, it's a transfer. It's a covenant. We call it a blood covenant. What is the blood covenant? From your human conveniences, obedient to the inconveniences, the things that are hard for you, in his bloodline. That's why obedience is greater than sacrifice, because you can sacrifice what's convenient in your bloodline. Some people are just naturally hospitable. Some people are just naturally business-orientated. Some people are naturally kind. There's kindness just flowing in there, gentleness flowing in there. My mom was the kindest person, the nicest person, and all this. But it's not what is inconvenient in the blood of Jesus that's speaking a different word than your human blood. Until we're willing to sacrifice the familiars working in our human blood, I tell you the truth, this is how the church of Sardis for a hundred years in the glory never did one work that was pleasing to Jesus Christ. You have not pleased me since the day you began serving me, it is written. Not one thing you have done has pleased me. Jesus Christ, Red Letters, Revelation 3, Church of Sardis, that it was obliterated from the face of the earth. Population of Sardis today, zero. Not a soul lives there. Total obliteration. Why? Because none of their works pleased them. They only did works that was convenient in the flow of their human blood. This is why you be infants in Christ and 70 years old. You have yet to go against your own wide path of destruction. This is what it means to pick up your cross and follow him. Some people are prone in their DNA to evangelism, to be an extrovert to actually begin talking to others about Jesus Christ. And then they shame people because they don't do any witnessing. But I watch this stuff. It's out of their human blood. that they have a, It's a human gifting. The gifts of the human blood are irrevocable. Oh, ho, ho, ho. yes. Just like the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are in Jewish blood that are irrevocable that the Jews have, even though they don't even believe in Messiah today. 
doesn't mean they're going to eternal heaven. They're going to eternal hell unless they believe in Jesus Christ. No one can be saved, it is written. So we have to go against our natural bloodline familiars, especially all that stuff of good religion, old-time religion, niceness, even that humility that's in the blood. You see people that are naturally humble, that don't speak over people when they're talking, that can listen all the time, doesn't mean that they have any transformation whatsoever. I want you guys to have real discernment real discernment, to separate the animal from the fire of God. What is the animal? Human blood only. Until you can separate your human blood from the power of the Holy Ghost, you'll never judge accurately. And all deception flows through human blood like into the river Nile, and Egypt be the whole earth of sand, truth anyhow. We need to come out of Egypt into Zion, which is the blood of Jesus, that is inconvenient to everyone that rose on sapphire stones. Every single confrontation I've had with the enemy has been because of bloodline stuff in my own human DNA. It's always inconvenient. It's always irritable. It's always not according to the convenience of the flesh or the things and the callings and the destinies and what I feel God has spoken to me. Forget God speaking to you. God spoke to us in these last days through His servant Jesus Christ, the Word. And the Word obliterates me and you. This is the total termination of the human being to live in the new creature that is Christ in you, the Shekinah glory emanator and the Shekinah glory generator. He wants to generate through you generations of divine offspring. As it's written, the sons and daughters of Yadevave, for whom all creation longs to manifest. So it's a manifestation in Hebrew, a rock-off, it's a hatching. It's a peeling off of the old, and it's the removing of the shell. It's the removing of the membrane, not just once, but in every rung accurately taught to you by this ministry, from earth to the last keter and keters, beyond Keters and worlds without end. Amen. Generation after generation of God manifesting His glory in the heavenlies, higher than your brains can ever imagine, is the God we serve, never-ending glory. Never-ending revival is the promise of this generation. What is never-ending revival promised to this generation? Never-ending ascension. Truth anyhow. Never ending, oh, I've arrived. Oh, I I got it. I got it. You don't got it, Buckwheat. You don't got it. You think you got it. There's more. There's higher. God wants to challenge you and stir you up tonight and get all that complacency off of you. He wants you to be challenged in your heart and mind to obliterate the conveniences. For a while there, God was speaking to this ministry about volunteering. And I have yet to find any human idea that helps a true, sanctified, holy apostleship. I have yet to see a person who has the blood of Jesus not over their mind bring anything helpful. That's why these people that are still young in Christ are commanded to only bring offerings to those who have the blood of Jesus controlling their very brains. And their thought life is not just magic spells of human blood continuously speaking stuff into their minds, good ideas. 
an unrenewed mind. What does the Bible say? Romans 8 constantly wars against the Holy Spirit. How do we have the same Holy Spirit mind in one cosmic body of Christ? By the sword of the Word of God getting all of us human beings circumcised from earth up the entire stairway of Jacob's ladder. Amen? And when you're circumcised, guess whose thoughts you have? Well, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That means they're up high, it is written. My ways are higher than your ways. That means his ways are up high, it is written. So what is to be low in thoughts and low in ways? Simply, earthly, unspiritual, demoniacal, under magic spells in the valley of the shadow of death with all kinds of dust and snakes hanging off our heads thinking we've heard from God. So Gamaliel says in Acts chapter 5, if they have heard from God and it's not just snakes and dust covering their heads, we'll be fighting a higher thing than we can imagine right now. This Pharisee, as screwed up as he was, and he was the instructor of Saul of Tarsus, who murdered Stephen with a glowing face. You heard of him? Apostle Paul. Well, his teacher was Gamaliel. It was that same Gamaliel in Acts chapter 5. says, let these men go. Maybe they've been cabaled by Yadevave and the angel of Yadevave. <laughs> That's what he said. Guarantee they ain't speaking in New Testament Greek in the Sanhedrin. They're speaking in Hebrew, buckwheat. Amen? The same Hebrew that created the heavens and the earth, but the Hebrew that was twisted into a religion that rejected John the Baptist, making straight the way of the Lord. Not all Jews rejected it, but the Bible says, and to this very day, their hearts are hardened and a veil remains over them when they hear the teaching and the preaching of the Old Testament words. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. So we are called as apostles of the Lamb and that blood to remove that veil, which means to fulfill Torah with Messiah. The teachings of the apostles of the Lamb remove the veil from the Old Testament that you might have all the oral tradition wisdom of Moses and the prophets, which is Tanakh, burning in your brains like resting tongues of fire. Amen? Pentecostal fire delivering you from every thought and idea not working in you. So that God's thoughts and ideas would be inspiring you. Self-inspiration is of the evil one. Anyone get around energy, go do some kind of seance around a demon that has stolen some light from an, um, a prophet they murdered and get some sprinkling of creativity on their brain. But you're a rebel. Just because you have light doesn't mean you're right standing with God. What's right standing with God? Citizenship in the heavenly city. If you're living inside the heavenly Jerusalem, accountable to the 24 elders, accountable to those sanctified, for I brought my message up to those who were apostles before me, it is written, and they added not one single thing to my message. Paul, even though he was a great chief apostle of the Lamb, brought his entire gospel and presented it to James, John, Peter, and all the apostles in Jerusalem for correction, if need be. In total humility. Isn't that awesome? Because, I love it. Because Messiah speaks through the apostles <laughs> of the Lamb. How is God speaking in these days? Where is the message coming? God's plan? It's here on YouTube, here on Facebook, through human beings. 
Jesus Christ, what did it say about his righteousness, his unveiling? Unveiled, revealed, in a human being. He didn't come in the flashy way that people were expecting. How does God come? Behold, I am coming continually, Revelation. If you're not really listening, you'll miss it every time. When is God speaking to you? What messages are continually coming to you from heaven? From the pure source that you're not hearing, you're not listening, not receiving, receiving instruction. And then you notice that in the pit of religion, the false hope is maybe if I just continue to just wait, then maybe magically some clarity will come and I'll just continue to be a faithful disciple of Jesus. Nothing I've heard, I've done with it to go up sapphire stone, but maybe if I just trance out to a, f a few more, maybe if I trance out to Joel's bars for another five years, right? Maybe if I just take super detailed notes to catch up with everybody else's better notes than my notes. Maybe if I'm finally as good of a note taker as Sister Tiffany, I can finally. <laughs> as Sister Janelle. The Maybe. human blood wants to turn it into a formula, doesn't it? You Give could me a take, formula. You could take <laughs> notes and publish pictures of them good enough for Oxford Press, and it still wouldn't be good enough to get you on the sapphire stones. So what is it that the human being typically misses? Why did so many people miss it when Mashiach mm. came? Everybody's been waiting for Mashiach. Mm. Why did they miss it? It wasn't so flashy. It was a person. Mm. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He's still mm. coming through the flesh. Yeah. He said... Let me send messengers. They kill the messengers, and then eventually he says, let me send my son. And they murdered him too. It's that spirit of murdering the prophets. That's the spirit of Jezebel. That's religion. Which means we honor them when they're dead. right? He said you build the monuments that your fathers killed them, but you honor them. Okay, yeah, you know, all the prophets when they were controversial in the 80s movement, right? Controversy, murder. Oh, yeah. Now honored until they're almost almost dead or dead. Or everyone can accept what they've already taught because it's not the next new thing. God's doing a new thing. Oh, God's doing a new thing. It's always higher. 
always higher. So why are you going to just wait? It's the wickedness of the fallen flesh nature. To say, I'm just going to wait until it's a little more mainstream and <laughs> more people can accept it. Wickedness. And if you notice, the religious leaders of Jesus' time, they didn't know. There was a tiny bit of intelligence there when Gamaliel said, well, maybe they're, you know, maybe they were cabaled by an angel. Like, yeah. We don't want to, maybe it was God. They didn't know. It's wickedness when you don't know. Amen. It's wicked. What do you mean? Oh, well, I need, I don't Well, when Jesus said to a few people, he said, come follow me. They followed him. Why is that? Their hearts were positioned before God. No explanation. No of promises of external comforts. In fact, he only promised them persecution. It's red letters. We come today and it's like we won't sign up for anything unless it's convenient to my own human blood and my human ideas. There is a shortage of actual disciples and a real disciple is quick to sacrifice everything native to their own human blood for whatever the blood of Jesus is speaking from the Spirit. So the blood of Jesus is manifest by the Holy Spirit because he is the Holy Spirit made flesh. Messiah is the Holy Spirit made flesh. So how does God get inside us to instruct us in the way in which we should go? Through our spirit man. So it's the inner man, our inner intelligence, that has the tenderization of our heart to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking. So when we obey what the Holy Spirit is speaking from the heart, out of your belly flows rivers of the Holy Spirit, now the brain chooses, is that what will instruct me today? A hardened heart makes excuses saying, well, it, I didn't hear it on the outside. You know, I didn't have the big bill, billboard in front of me to tell me, do this or don't do that. It'll never happen, not in a million years. Who had the burden, <laughs> who had the burden of the responsibility of understanding who Jesus was? Was it that Jesus just didn't do a good enough job of letting everyone in Jerusalem know who he was? Whose fault was it? Was it Jesus's fault? Or the people's fault for the condition of their heart? Did Jesus just not do as good enough job as a savior? Because not everyone received the apostolic message of cosmic salvation? Yeah. Is it Jesus' fault or was it man's fault? Did Jesus just not do enough? I'm sure if you were Jesus, you would have done a much better job. You would have let everyone know, right? Mm. Right? Because that's your own wicked, they had a demonic... conference on Calvary instead of a crucifixion. That's your own demonic ways and demonic understanding. <laughs> is it... It's the same thing today. Is it the apostles' fault to not make it obvious enough for you? No, it's your own wicked heart. If it's not as clear as day to you, it's because there's still measures of Satan in your heart that you love. And in that place in your heart, you don't love Jesus. You love Satan, and you may call him Jesus. Truth. Almost every murderer of the prophets online these days mm -hmm. has something in their tagline like, I love Jesus. It's actually gotten so common that amongst agnostic and atheist, or just your regular 
regular nine to five, regular people working any job. Mm. It's a common joke when people come around and murder in the social media comments and they manifest demonic activity that's so unruly, they must be considered insane by the average person. And I see it time and time again. They'll, they'll say, I should have made a bet with you. I was thinking, oh, sure, I bet this person has I love Jesus in their tagline. Click on it. There it is. Know it. Because they know. Even the average people know that these murderers put I love Jesus in a Bible verse. Blessed mm. murderers. And they defile the name of Jesus. Now, look at this in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. It was not revealed to him by the flesh and blood. People's opinions, oh hey Peter, by the way, did you hear? It wasn't his own reasoning, his own flesh and blood in his own body. But the Father. <laughs> so when the teaching and the preaching of the way of the cross and cosmic righteousness comes around. How do you think the people who follow this and walk in it found this place? How do you think we all gathered here together? Just chance? Every wind and wave of doctrine just blew you over here and now we're over here? And... No. He said you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now those people who begin to walk into righteousness or make progress in circumcision, mm -hmm. they all have this in common. Mm -hmm. They desired to know God more. And they sacrificed something of themselves to want to walk closer to God. They asked for it. And then... Their holy angels assigned to them, led them through various choices, places to be, job positions, finding, searching online, Bible verses, highlights, however they brought them. 
They all have the same testimony. They were brought by the leading of the Holy Spirit and the holy angels. Why? Because their heart was already positioned. And then you have another group of people that comes around. You have people who would find this ministry because they were led by demons, demons, they were sent by Satan. And they come around and they're so nice and oh, beautiful message. Maybe they tithe or they come around, they just want to have the fellowship and the time. And just, oh, it's all wonderful. Thank you so much. You make me feel nice. I can, you make, I could be, like, my life can be a miracle. Oh, and all this, it is oh, yeah. disgusting. But for those who have eyes to see, when those sent ones of Satan come around, what an abomination of filth. It's disgusting. There is no hope. For these ones, why they were cabaled by demons. True. Sent from Satan. Those are Satan's children. And most of you to this date still, either you did not, you would not recognize them. Yeah. Because they look like nice Christians. Nice, you know, yep. glory stream They have the Christians. anointing of false love. The anointing of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. yep. Until you can discern the Antichrist Spirit's anointing, you will never discern false brethren. And then you have heart ties into false brethren that are cabaled by the fallen angels, and they often destroy a lot of people who are actually making progress in Christ. That's why it says the root of bitterness spring up and defile many. Well, the many were going after Christ, but you had one cabaled with wormwood, Lucifer that fell from heaven, in their heart, and it begins to pull in everyone's heartstrings because now we're all friends and we're all just familiars together as human beings, and one's a demonic assignment, and the rest of them are trying to grow in God, and it destroys the whole group. Yep. <laughs> that's what Judas Iscariot tried to do. That's, that's when you have casualties of war. Because there are some that get destroyed when, when the kingdom has wicked advisors or wicked company, right? There cannot, there cannot be a kingdom of righteousness and holiness established, it's written, I believe, in the book of Proverbs or Psalms, until they're routed out because it corrupts, right? It yeah. corrupts. It's the bad seed, the wicked Seed. Now, sometimes you'll have those situations, it tears wheat, you know, they grow up together. And then later on, all right, what's well, about Darnell harvesting time right now? Mm -hmm. It's time. Church age was when they grew up together. Kingdom age yep. is total separation. Come total out separation. of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. Amen. <laughs> the judgment fire of Torah is getting so severe that no one can hide behind anti-Christ anointing of false love anymore and pretend to be charismatic yeah. Christians and right standing with Jesus Christ. You're rebels yeah. and you're liars and your anointing is witchcraft of the anti-Christ. Yeah. You're commanded by heaven to come to the gates and learn righteousness from the 12 names of the apostles and the 12 names of Israel. And the gates will actually wash you and cleanse you with apostolic and prophetic teaching that you know nothing of. And most of that you've rejected and called a, you know, questionable doctrine or fringe doctrine or even doctrines of demons in your blasphemies. 
because outside the gates are all the magic arts of the blasphemers. Who are blasphemers? Fallen angels. The instructions of fallen angels are outside the city gates. Upon how many of them? The Bible says 100% of every human being is instructed by demons until they're sanctified. What does it mean to be sanctified? Later on glorified. Romans 8. Sanctified means the washing of the water of the word, which means all the human being is obliterated on the inside and outside. So the outside's controlled equally by the Holy Spirit, just like the inside. That's a disciple. What's a disciple? A disciplined one, disciplined of who? The Holy Spirit's teaching. I will send another comforter, the paraclete, the one called alongside to help, and he will lead you into all truth. He will testify of me, and he will teach you what I have told of him. Therefore, the Spirit of God will teach you Torah. Through every word from your consecrated messengers, it is not a human message. It is not a human idea. You must understand the kingdom of the Messiah and all the holy angels that are constantly speaking in the mighty river of life. And then get into radical obedience and let everything else speaking and drying from your life be circumcised off of you. You must have a total yieldedness to what heaven is saying and doing every day. Listen, even if one day, the Bible says, if we turn back and forget him, we're not worthy of him. If you have a bad day, listen, you need to go to Torah immediately. This is not a time where you think, well, I can just take time off from pressing into God and do something else. You might never come back. You understand that? You might never come back if you, if you harden your hearts and get into distractions and human things and all kinds of stuff the demons are doing, you might be caught in that web of lies and distractions for the rest of your life. So many people that were lukewarm thinking that they could do partially a human thing and partially a divine thing are just obliterated. Like they are so far gone in the matrix of the fallen angels, they can't even be reached anymore. They stopped listening. Their ears are completely stopped up with dirt and dust and snakes. I check in on these people often. There are thousands of them over the years and they can't listen. They've hardened their hearts unto death, many of them. Are they going to hell? They're already in hell. It's not a matter of this Greek understanding all or nothing. They're already in hell. You're in Egypt. Egypt is a place and a location of an elevation of snakes, lies, and dirt, dust, sand, the earth. And the Nile is your own human blood washing over you, distracting you, and every human thing. I'm telling you, in hearing today's message, we need to get out of the human into the divine. The human is the daily offering. I die daily of what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. God is only receiving human being sacrifices in the new covenant what was the pinnacle of the old covenant abraham and isaac is the beginning of every basic standard christian in the new covenant that's why it's written the least in the new covenant is greater than the greatest in the old covenant jesus christ red letters why because the starting point of the new covenant is abraham and isaac the sacrifice of the human being what part of the human being all of it it was the promise is god God did that, miraculously gave Isaac to Sarah when she was 92 years old, dead in the womb, unable to have children. 
Now, when you're dead in your spirit, unable to reproduce Shekinah after God's own image bearing, he reproduces your spirit, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, to be a new creature that can emit Shekinah glory. That's the miracle of rebirth. That's the miracle of being born again of Yadavave, who is God. In the name of Jesus Christ, it's a miracle. you got to stay in that miraculous. Stay in the miracle glory and don't harden your hearts. Let the waters flow. Constantly birthing the new. And the birthing of the new every day is staying on fire and not going into complacency, not going into the human. Doctrines of demons and doctrines of human beings are equally demonic in Scripture. A false Laodicean church says, well, it's a little less bad if it's human. No, the, the human is dumber than the demon. It's less intelligent. It's equally sinful. They're both going to hell unless it be regenerated by the washing of rebirth. Amen. Amen. Make sure you have your notes ready. I want you to write this down. Sometimes the worst... Oh, go ahead and grab your notes. Grab your notes. Sometimes... The worst thing you can do is get on your knees and pray. Oh, doesn't that sound controversial? What do you mean? What do you mean? Let's talk about forms. Hmm. Let's talk about demonic usage of forms. It's like saying I'm sorry instead of... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just Canadian at that heart. point. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> just get the circumcision. The circumcision tells the angelic realm of the messianic kingdom. You're serious. Everything else is just false uh, repentance. This is going to lighten up a little bit. Uh, they actually have a law passed in Canada. Hmm. Uh, you know, if you're if you have a vehicle accident, you know the admittance of guilt. You can't admit guilt. <laughs> it's you, people say you, at the scene of an accident, like a car or an altercation, you must be careful not to admit guilt, confession of guilt. But it's so common for people to say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." In Canada, they had to pass a law that says someone saying, "Oh, I'm sorry," is not a legal admission of guilt in Canada, just because it's That's cultural. How thick. The anointing mm -hmm. of the Antichrist is in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's how thick the Antichrist anointing of false love is in Canada. Understand that. Yep. So, what do I mean by sometimes the worst thing you can do is get on your knees and pray? What spirit is prompting you to that form? Does that mean, oh no, I gotta worry every time I feel like getting on my knees and praying, but that's what I do? It's important. What spirit are you worshiping? Well, I'm worshiping Jesus. We've already established that the majority in today's day and age of Jesus worship is demon worship. Truth in hell. So what's the difference? We talked about relationship. What is relationship? Do you remember from last week? I know you guys remember you've been reviewing your notes from last week. You've Human ideas about Jesus is demon worship. Connection. Establishing a connection is a relationship. So we talked about emotional connection. We talked about cutting those emotional soul ties so there's no idolatry of relationships or that, you know, emotional fornication of the invisible man. We talked about, we already covered that. If you're interested in reviewing that, go back and watch last week's Joel's Bars. It was a great week, mm. right? But looking at the form when you're in prayer, what spirit are you connecting to? When you're connecting to Jesus Christ, the connection is through Shekinah. That's it. Unless you're connecting, just like we talked about, you plug in a light socket, the light 
comes on because the electrical current is connected. If there's a break in the current, the light bulb does not come on. There is no relationship. There is no power. There is no connection. Yeah, or is the emitting of Shekinah? Or is the connection? The only way to have relationship with Jesus, which means to be connected to him, is through the Shekinah glory. Connected through Shekinah. So when you are engaging in worship and in prayer and in thanksgiving, dancing, all the wonderful things, mm. what spirit are you physically in the invisible connecting to via Shekinah? There's, we talk about stolen Shekinah. We talk about lack of Shekinah. Either way, what spirit are you connecting to? Now, if there's, if it's misuse of Shekinah, you're taking, you're basically re reverting back to original sin of stealing Shekinah and using it for selfish motives because you feel like being religious and praying because there's something you want and you don't have it because you ask for it. Or if you go on your knees to pray and ask for it, you don't get it because you're praying to a demon. He said you ask and you have not because why? You ask with wrong motives the intention of your heart if you're at the altar of prayer right the altar is prayer now we're not at an altar killing lambs and goats physically mm -hmm. it's hello 2023 <laughs> well at least make the jump from old testament to new testament before going cosmic eternal covenant the Amen? altar of wisdom so when you go to make your prayer at the altar if you have something against a brother or sister in your heart even though you don't want to admit it, doesn't matter, God knows. Stop being a liar before Yad Vavhe. Right? Don't auger before Yad mm. Vavhe. Yep. The bird, what the bird Lying sacrifice. Before his throne. Totally. Right, you have you know, oh, I have a pigeon on the altar, I have a dove on the altar. But still in human blood lying. Yep. So leave your prayer at the <laughs> altar and make things right. Change your heart. Get off your knees to pray, pray, pray for some something that's actually inherently wicked and you think it's righteous. That's very common. Yeah. Flesh and blood. This is a, an important theme for you to understand tonight. Jesus said to Simon Peter when he said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. When it's your own discernment, your own feelings, very strong emotion. I just know. What do you mean? When I just know. That's your flesh and blood. Yeah. Was it a holy angel? Or I feel like God was leading me. No, that's your own ruah. That's your emotion. That's not God. You mistake it for the Holy Spirit because that Ruah that you're experiencing, you received your own Ruah at the same time you're baptized in the Mystery Ruah Kadesh. Mystery Babylon, which means this yep. is human beings' imagination under human blood, under all fallen angel inspiration. That's Mystery Babylon. And what's the evidence of that? Confusion, mm. right? Confusion, which means what? I don't know what rung I'm on. Right. I don't know what my next step of ascension is. No instruction. No instruction. 
I maybe I just trusting that eventually it'll come. No, it's not gonna come. If you if you continue, oh, they're mad now. All right, somebody got wandering around in the sands of earth trying to be good. Yep, you have to understand that kind of witchcraft prayer can't reach ninth world. It's not possible. It's total oppression of Egypt. And you put yourself there by wandering. Yeah. You choose to wander. It's not going to happen. When you begin to get instructed by the Zadik and the righteous one of your generation, there's no more wandering. The issue is the pride is so horrendous and the lust is so horrendous. The idolatry of self is so horrendous out there in the nation's bloodlines, so filled with magic spells. Mm-hmm. Following and obeying the Zadik is the hardest thing mm-hmm. for this Laodicean church of America to do. It is. If you didn't have the maturity of birds, beasts, and reptiles flowing through all human blood, like you do now, 2,000 years ago, they didn't really have this level of sorcery. They could just follow Jesus and their blood just begin to burn with his flesh. Now you have 2,000 years of false Christianity buried under human blood. So it's not like you just start brand new like they did 2,000 years ago. It's the beginning of the church. It's the book of Acts. You're not in the book of Acts. You're in the book of Babylon the Great. You're all coming out of Babylon the Great according to the magic spells of birds, beasts, and reptiles in all the bloodlines of all nations. And that is reality. Welcome to the matrix. (laughs) And now let's expose it in our own flesh and blood instead of others in you and me and deal with it with the New Testament, New Covenant tools. Then you will awaken. Then you'll be delivered. And then you'll be healed. Amen. So the evidence that it's flesh and blood and witchcraft is there's confusion. You don't know. It's, you're not hearing instruction. Maybe you're listening to the messages, but it's not making sense. Does that mean Jesus Christ, when he gave us this message, didn't make sense? <laughs> Does this mean that it only made sense to a few because maybe we're just not teaching clear enough? right? Does that mean that even though this teaching is enough to produce, we're almost producing a second rose soul? And six people on the Sephirot. Yeah. Where's the issue? Is it because Jesus Christ, when he came in the flesh, did they not receive his word because Jesus didn't do a good enough job of explaining? He specifically many times told them, don't tell anyone who I am. Yeah. So where does the burden lie? He called his generation a perverse generation. With Moses on the mountain, the people didn't want to ascend. Out of why? Mainly fear. The fear reason why he called them perverse and they, is because they were exposed to so much righteous teaching in the Messiah mm-hmm. in their generation, but they would not be instructed by it. They would not obey it. He says, if you love your family member, your mother, your father, your children, your spouse more than me, you mm-hmm. cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. I was studying the Gospels today. Jesus Christ in the red letter says, If you love a child, a spouse, a parent more than me, you Mm -hmm. cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You see Mm -hmm. that stuff nowadays and people freak out. It'll close every church building in the Mm -hmm. USA. 
but that was the foundations of Christianity. Mm -hmm. This is real Christianity. You will have to love him Mm -hmm. as the center of your soul and obliterate all those human false loves. That's all devils. Curse the family idolatry. We curse the spirit of family (laughs) idolatry, and we curse the spirit of emotional fornication. And you know what happens? The human being is forgiven. And what is forgiveness? The possession of Christ in you. You begin to awaken to the Messiah living inside you as you allow him to forgive your whole human nature from the inside out. But those that don't allow allow his divine word in, they cling to more and more magic spells of their own human words, self-justifying, and they become the enemies of the Sadiq. Oftentimes that happens for various reasons. Those reasons also scholar demons, uh, envy, strife, confusion, demon possession. But... What we notice is someone who's on a lower rung of the sephirah, the natural fallen nature tendency is to think that someone at a higher level is like you. Mm. It, it just can't think beyond its own level. So that's why we have to humble ourselves because when we're looking at Christ's level, we have to think, you know, we know, oh, it's God. He's not like us. But... That's the main thing you take to Torah every day to obliterate, Mm -hmm. is your human judgment. Your human judgment is all the pride of the fallen Mm -hmm. angels and all the curses and human bloodlines. If you cannot obliterate your human judgment Mm -hmm. in your forehead every day, the mark of the beast just carries you away into Babylon. So when you have someone who hasn't even gone through the world of Yetzirah to get out a lot of that human strife and, you know, what happens is, is even though they lie to God and say, oh, well, I mean, well, on the inside, they really know in their heart that they have competition, envy, strife. So they're at strife, they're at envy, they're jealous of people who are going on higher rungs. Because that's why, that's the human nature. So they hide it in the heart. And say, so, well, I don't want to have it, I don't want to be that way. But they do. And so it manifests the demonic. Even though they want, they're going to continue on learning righteousness, this is just the way it is. So what happens is, in the secret of their heart, they think... Well, I know that's just, well, sin's common to all flesh, so they're flesh, so they must be thinking secretly in their heart how I'm thinking. That's not true. Some flesh it is gets obliterated. When you go up sapphire stones, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist in you anymore. You have but when you're on a, flesh. When you're on a lower rung, you can't fathom a human being living like that because you've never known that in your own personal life yeah. yet. But you can if you continue. Why are we talking about that? Because it's common to all flesh. So if, as you're going up, and let's say that's you, maybe in a year, maybe in a couple of years, maybe in a couple of months, you'll be up higher on the rungs. You'll be up in a high place. And then you'll see, you'll notice, oh, I get it. Now I just saw an angel appear. <laughs> I get it now. That's how, now everyone thinks that I'm like how I used to be. I'm not like them anymore. Mm, that's, it doesn't even, it's, it's obliterated. That the circumcision, it's not like Christianity you've known in Jezebel's tower. That's sanctification. Go around the mountain and just try to be, it's not just try to be good, try to be good. When you go up and you get circumcisions, that doesn't exist in you anymore. You don't have that nature. So when you go up so high, you almost forget what it's like to even have that much sin in you. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been, what, only like a year of ascension, it's foreign it's like a foreign country of uncircumcision. And it's just like, it, it doesn't exist. So when you're in the lower rungs, understand when you go up, it won't exist in you anymore. So when demons come along, 
to try and put paranoia, anxiety, strife, envying. Well, they're just going to do to me what everyone in Jezebel's Tower did to me. How do I know it's going to be different? Da, 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 da. I know. It's not a mystery. The angels talk about it. God talks about it. People, people think so loud sometimes. Mm-hmm. You hear it through the live stream. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just... That's the way things are. But if you can understand that and humble yourself to receive instruction, and instead of going into witchcraft prayer mm. and confusion, trust the word that's coming down sapphire stones because guess what? It's working for everyone who's going up. It's the same gospel. It's the same one narrow way of salvation. I'll tell you a mystery. The wrath of the Lamb is the blood of Jesus, the Torah of, of uh, God the Father, obliterating all the other words of mm-hmm. other bloodlines speaking over your brains. Okay, let me just break this down. This is critical. What is the wrath of the Lamb? It is simply the word of the Father canceling out and taking over all human blood that's speaking different words and a lot of them are christian words Mm -hmm. jewish words muslim words buddhist words and we want to say well my christian blood is speaking better word no you're a liar like a buddhist it's just based on human blood it ain't even christianity you're the most deceived people in the whole universe christian demons it's christian demons christian demons and like jewish demons muslim demons it's all human until you get into his blood Mm -hmm. which is real christianity which most christians never enter in They never go beyond the veil of self into him. So they just sit there in their own blood with all kinds of judgmental, self-righteous opinions about everything. You're a demon and you're a servant of demons. Obliterate your human nature. The wrath of the lamb, which is God's real blood, God's real DNA, is poured out on human blood. This is what the teaching of righteousness is. The blood of Jesus that comes down sapphire stones. This is the manifestation of love. Yeah, real love that burns human bloodlines and all the opinions and ideas of human beings on earth. They'll call it hate, intolerance, the most Mm -hmm. judgmental, critical, nasty. Well, it's the two witnesses of Revelation Mm -hmm. tormenting the nations. Why? Because Sandalphon and Metatron bring down all the blood of Jesus down ten worlds. What are the ten worlds? Take a look. These ten worlds, there's seven of them here on the right side. It is the repentance of all nations' blood going up and the repentance of all fallen angels. So that is what the Sephirot is. Consider the heights that you've fallen. Jesus Christ, Red Letters, uh, Revelation chapter 2. Consider the heights. There are seven worlds of the heights. We know it's ten worlds up because first Enoch says so. What are the ten worlds of Enoch? It is the repentance of all the heights of the fall of all nations' bloodlines and all fallen angels, from the lowest-ranking demon in hell to the highest-ranking demon in hell. Okay, from principality unto just a a turd demon or a little mouse demon or a little Christian demon. Mm -hmm. Okay, repentance from all demons and repentance from all human beings. Blood. That's what the ten worlds of repentance are. Repent means to go higher. Consider the heights. To go higher. Not just sit there and wallow in the muck and mire and self-pity, the fallest form of fallen angel pride, and feel bad for yourself because you're not perfect. You're not as good as some sanctified men and women. If you come in with humility, 
the men and women that are sanctified, practicing true divine humility with the blood of Christ in different measurements, will actually be imparted into you. That's what grace is, building each other up in the most holy word. Right. And you're saving each other through the transfer of the humility of the Lamb's word and spirit in your hearts. If we did not care, we could just simply, it would be much easier to just say, sure, fine. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe, maybe it'll magically come out of the heavens and you'll just keep waiting and then it'll make sense and then you'll have clarity. Human charismatic yeah. Christianity has the backing of the Antichrist on YouTube. Right. These anti-Christ charismatic ministers that do not the will that comes down the path of lightnings of Enoch will have a hundred thousand views in one day. And not one word in that our message came from God. Zero. Right. So I'm telling you, the Antichrist will back up anything except what comes down sapphire stones. And remember this, Job 29, there is only one Zadik that's at the gate of Enoch to enter the moon. This is the biggest stumbling block. Jesus Christ was that Zadik of his generation, Messiah. Amen. He says, what? It is like the eye of the needle or passing through that eye as a camel. Which means the whole human thing and everything it believes is obliterated to get that small. It's one man at one gate. Those are the 24 elders of heavenly Jerusalem, but some are alive in every generation that stand at that door of Sandalphon and Metatron of the Sephirot of the Path of Lightnings. Those that go out any other way except through the Zadik are thieves and robbers. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. And study all the Bible, every generation, and everyone that has obeyed God has had one judge at the gate. One judge, not two. Unless the two become one, but one judge at the gate, the chief apostle. You can clearly see after Jesus ascends, who's standing at the gate. There's only one door, one gate. You, can, you go in as one person. You can't just grab all your kids and your family and go in. No, because it's who you are as an eternal being in your spirit and soul. And then once you enter in, you'll know the way to the Father to instruct those around you. So John on Patmos was that one showing us there was a door in heaven. This is not a huge door. Narrow is the path to eternal life. Few find it. Wide is the door to destruction and many go down therein. This is a narrow gate and a narrow door that only individuals one at a time can enter into. It's the gate of Enoch. So in order to go from Malkut to Yasad, you have to go through this gate. And if you try to go through this gate outside the Zadik, you go into the Klippeth 100% of the time and you become sorcerers. Why? Because God's kingdom requires that measure of humility. You might not even think they're the most accredited by God. They have the informal training and what makes you the judge at the gate. Well, the human being doesn't make anything the judge of the gate. God the Father decides who's the judge and appoints them often predestined for ordained. Before I formed you in the mother's womb, the judge of the gate, Jeremiah, I knew you. I knew you and appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 1.5, it is written, which means there is a predestination, a foreordination before they're even formed in their mother's womb, according to Jeremiah chapter 1 of the Zadiks. The Zadiks are predestined foreordained, truth and hell. Everyone else is judged by the judge of Israel, judged by the judge of Christianity to decide how close they are to God through the response to becoming the Zadikim, those that ascend through obedience to the Zadik, 
or those that reject the Zadik, the gate and the judge at the gate. Job 29, he anointed me and appointed me to be judge at the gate. And I decided who came in and who stayed out. Job 29, not Jesus Christ, Job. Old Testament stuff that is relevant today in the New Testament stuff. Why? Because the heavens don't even change. God's words inscribed in the heavens. We're down here under the sun and our cultures change. We want to pour all that on God. It's the same sun, moon, and stars as it was thousands of years ago. You know what's going to change? Your whole humility and approach to that ancient path. Restore the ancient path. It's the Sephirot. What's the ancient path? Tell everybody in IHOP. They say, restore the ancient path. Mike Bickle, IHOP. Here's your ancient path, Mike Bickle. Show this to everyone at IHOP and watch them weep and gnash their teeth and say, oh, Kabbalah sorcery, Kabbalah sorcery. No. And they're cabaled by demons. They're cabaled by demons. That's sorcery. The magic spells outside the gates of rejecting the Zadik that opens up Enoch's door is Kabbalah. Right. That's the black Kabbalah is what they're accusing us of, but this is righteousness. This is actual righteousness. After the foundations, which means sanctifications of the earthly, Hebrews chapter 6, we'll move on into the advanced training in righteousness, Amplified Classic, Hebrews 6, if Yadavave permits. So what's the permit of Yadavave beyond earthly Christianity of all the things of God on earth? which is baptisms, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, so on and so forth. Elementary, it's called. The foundations of the earth. Okay? Then we go into advanced righteousness if Yadavave permits. What is the permit of Yadavave? The Zadik, the judge at the gate. I tell you the truth. And it doesn't mean it's human being. It's not human. It's not a human judgment or like, I got a brown nose, this man or woman, this apostle. Yeah, no. It is equal as God, doesn't mean they're the same measurement as, as God, because God's angels are different than God, but they're all perfect, right? You know the kingdom of heaven. But this man and woman, this righteous one, this Sadiq, has a measurement of Yadavave's soul in their human flesh, underneath the skins that he wrapped Adam and Eve in after they fell from the Garden of Eden. So he's working inside the brown humility skins of the human being. But inside, it's actually yad Hey vav Hey and Messiah and the Holy Spirit, all the Trinity, the Godhead. Colossians 2.10, you are filled with the Godhead made full. It is written. So it's like the same God that made heaven and earth dwelling inside human skins. So when you approach and deal with that measurement of Yadavave, your reaction to the living God in a measurement. Now, Peter is a great demonstration in the book of Acts. You had people in a lukewarm spirit, in a covetous spirit, in a poverty and a religious antichrist spirit coming before Peter. And Peter was so filled with Yadavave that he said, you have not lied to man, but to Yadavave, God. In Acts, it is written, and when they heard that and realized that God was in this man's body, what does it say? They dropped dead. Oh, yeah, and don't think that it hasn't <laughs> happened in Red Letter Ministries just because no one dropped dead yet in the Joel's oh, they bar have. physically. They've dropped dead. They've, dropped dead. Uh, They've died. We've seen a lot of deaths. Yeah. There was... Um, Cheers. Based on, uh, on a physical proximity, too, uh, there was a, a grievance, a deep grievance of a certain people 
against what God was doing in this ministry. And I remember the Lord training me at that point. I think I was in the world. I had rungs in the world of Isaiah. Uh, I believe Tiferet of Isaiah at the time. And the Lord said, I need you to gird yourself. And I couldn't understand in like what way other than what we normally gird. You know, what is it? What do you, what, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know. Belt of truth. Here, okay. <laughs> I guess the best. Day. And all these themes about Edomar kept coming up. The verses, you know, the tongues, everything. And so I started to study and look at what that's, uh, that specific mantling or that aspect of what he wanted me to walk in was going to look like. And I said, oh, this should be exciting. Uh, these are the people who had to take out the dead bodies mm. uh, when the strange fire was offered. Itamar was charged to take out, mm-hmm. with him and one other, to take out the dead bodies. And he said, everyone else is allowed to mourn and weep, but not you. And that's the instruction of Itamar. Take out the dead bodies of your brothers. And you are forbidden to mourn or even cry one tear. And so the instruction was, when that mantling kills, and it will kill, you are forbidden to mourn. Other people can cry, they can mourn, they can feel bad. Mm. You are forbidden because you served me. And I was in at the altar of Tiferet. So you are forbidden from mourning. So this should be exciting. I don't know when or what this is going to happen. but So I had some time to prepare and devote. Okay, I, what level of devotion can I have before Yad Hevave? What devotion? It's pure devotion to take out the dead body, the dead bodies of your brothers. This wasn't Egyptians. This wasn't Babylonians, Assyrians. Yeah. These were people of God, Aaron's sons, Israelites, in the temple, people who knew the holy place, they knew the altar, the incense, they, they were familiar. Like yep. <laughs> Can you carry out the dead bodies and not shed one tear? Yeah. And that's not the antithesis of love, that's devotion to God, that's pure devotion to God. That's a lot of circumcision from false love. Evidence mm-hmm. the Antichrist of 19 is not on you, Buckwheat. Right. And I was successful in Rolling them up in the carpet and just throwing them in the one alley. One tear. I remember the, I traveled, and when I came in physical proximity uh, in that region, I remember the confrontation, and I said, I think something is about to die. And so, of course, you know, I get out the handy-dandy Google Translate My Tongues, and it, it confirmed the death. And something that's never happened before or after, blood red, similar to the color you're wearing now, mm. physically filled up my phone screen to a measurement of blood on that exact word. God turned them into squirrel food. And they died. And I remember everyone close to me mourned. They were upset. Even they, Some even cried. But I, I remembered the devotion to the Lord, and he had told me, you are forbidden to shed one tear, and you will not mourn. You will not even feel that emotion. And so when you have that rigid righteousness before mm-hmm. you, and I'd been seeing Uriel, that stone, you look like a stone-cold killer. What, no compassion? 
but we knew them and da da da. Stone cold righteousness. Amen. There's a place for it in God. So why is it that even though the transgression had happened over the course of time and years had gone by, when my physical body came into proximity, they died? Mm. That's a judgment of God. That's evidence of the mantling of a judge. Amen. Amen. So we're going to come visit sometime in your town near you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but you have to understand okay. the severity of life and death mm-hmm. of those really sanctified and really glorified is also the severity of resurrection glory power. But to one it's death right. with an evil heart who's harboring all kinds of strife and hatred towards the Zadik, the gatekeeper of mm-hmm. the heavenly Jerusalem and the Sephirot of the Path of Lightnings, from which comes all the angels down to earth, the whole kingdom gate. But then the one that is open in their heart to receiving what the Father's releasing, to them it's like jet fuel. So to one it is the fragrance of death to those that are harboring all the thoughts of death in them, 2 Corinthians chapter Mm -hmm. 2, but to the other one Mm -hmm. it's the fragrance of life who has Mm -hmm. God's word and loves God in their hearts and minds and bones and even in their blood that is excited for the daily obedience, excited for the offering of self, for the service of his throne. So there is a holy zeal and there is an unrighteous, unholy zeal of strange fire. That'll get you killed in the apostolic cosmic. It's a demonic anointing. Mm -hmm. It is so wicked and deceiving because a lot of people get this human blood zeal with the New Testament words in them in their brain like parrots and they can repeat after me. They can hype up their human blood and they just run around and Mm -hmm. they think that's a fire. They think it's revival. You can even get light out of human blood. Mm -hmm. Oh, human blood blood is congealed light. You're made out of Shekinah. As it's written, the glory of God already covers the earth. Mm -hmm. So your whole, you are a light being. Your heart is a generator of power, electricity, and energy and light. The issue is mm-hmm. cleaning it up with the water of the word. The washing of the water of the word gets your energy, your light, all of that, your members clean and sparkling as it's written crystal clear and sparkling light. All other forms of light that are not in the order of Melchizedek, the order of righteousness, is just energy on its wide path to destruction. They're all energized. Look at Jeff Bezos out in his yacht as just a terrible sinner, just slave driving all the Amazon workers, They're like the most oppressed workers in America right now. And he's just raking in billions beyond billions. And he's out there just doing this stuff, and he's fully energized. He's got an elliptical machine on his yachts. He's got a helicopter pad. He's enjoying the energy. He's got tons of lightning. He's lightning-powered, guys. But it's at the expense of human blood, Mm. isn't it? The slaves that run his corporation, making him his billions. That is a different system of energy. You have to come out of that system of human blood, my people, into the energy of the bloodline of Jesus that requires a certain protocol of thought life, Mm -hmm. word life, and conduct with your bodies. And once that is seen by the angels who love you that are sent from Jesus Christ to help you inherit salvation, you begin to rise in the glory, rise in the energy. The energy of this world, the Holy of Holies of Absolute, is like nothing I've ever tasted in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I am just flabbergasted by the energy. I'm in this world of absolute in the Holy of Holies right now. And coming over here, I actually had another sign and wonder, Saturn. 
Absolute Saturn, Bina of Absolute, and the energy today was like walking on lightning, and it required every previous circumcision below of seven worlds up of repentance of all the nations in my bloodline and of repentance of a lot of the fallen angel sins as well to maintain the amount of energy that was going through my souls. If I did not have that previous training and that previous learning seasons and lessons, there'd be no way to contain this energy. But the wicked just have it out there as long as they're evil. And the more evil they get, the more they can contain it by just telling people what to do and just being selfish and greedy and horrible. But I tell you the truth, the circumcisions of the sapphire stones, it's how to be a wineskin to contain the sun, moon, and stars and Mm -hmm. all the Torah inscribed in the ancient past Mm -hmm. and how to contain it within the protocol of the holy archangels. That's why I have to repent of envy (laughs) and strife and uh, jealousy and that sensual devilish uh, wisdom because if you don't, where I mean, you're obviously not in the camp with Jeff Bezos. You're not... You can't go cold, and you can't. You're not hot like in walking in righteousness. So, the only thing left is to spit you out. Mm-hmm. So, let's look at uh, James three, James three, verse sixteen. Because we want to address the confusion again. The severity of the message is not is not for the purpose of encouraging you to be in fear. It's to be in the fear of the Lord. Right, you cannot complete Malkut of Isaiah unless you begin walking in the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is not fear of just God up in the heavens in the invisible realm. It's the fear of the Lord over the angels he sends down and the apostles and the prophets that he sends. If you don't walk in the fear of the Lord in them, you do not walk in the fear of the Lord in reality. It's fantasy, it's make-believe. It's religion, it's a demon that you serve. That's something you have to repent of and cut those ties. So in James 3, 16, where is their confusion? What is confusion? I don't know what rung I'm on. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing today. What am I supposed to be doing today? What am I, what's my destiny? Well, where, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to be at this job? Am I with the right spouse? Come to the gate. This is they came to the Zadik and they opened their mouths to drink the Zadik's word as rain. Job 29. You need instruction. You're lost. You come to the gate of Enoch that we stand at. You open your mouth and you drink our Torah like the rain. Job 29. It is written. And if you drink it like the rain, guess what happens? You get washed in justice. You get sanctified. All that stuff in your heart. The disagrees starts to get obliterated like a fire. You get clear. You're okay. clean and clear by the words I've spoken. Zadik, Jesus Christ, to the other 12, right? Because mm-hmm. you've received my words and drank them like the rain. Mm-hmm. Thirsting mm-hmm. for righteousness. What is thirsting for righteousness? Hungering for righteousness? Hungering and thirsting for mm-hmm. his word to wash you, fill you, sanctify you, and glorify you for his purposes in his kingdom. Amen. Amen. Because... You value the peace of Messiah that you desire to have more than your fake peace of the human blood. The peace of Jerusalem above. It is going, a lot of people don't like to, we'll come right back to this, but a lot of people don't like to have those confrontations with family members. 
who don't believe or they're not interested in righteousness because they're afraid of losing peace. <laughs> Here's the thing. You will never walk in the peace of Messiah unless you are willing to sacrifice mm. the peace of the flesh and blood. Amen. Which means also when you're hearing righteousness and it doesn't feel good, I'm sure for some people watching that tonight, some of these words, because we're coming out with a lot of straight truth tonight, mm. it might not feel good. And that's normal part of training in righteousness. It's not always going to feel good or suit your emotional desires of what you want to hear. But how many of you know who are walking in righteousness, it's not always about what you like to hear or what you want to hear or what feels good to hear. Mm -hmm. Tickling ears. The righteousness that will irritate, right? When a righteousness higher than you comes down sapphire stones, the default reaction is to judge the Zadik or demand you want help on your own terms. Can you just help me like this? No. I'm not going to pray for you in the way you want me to pray for you. I'm not going to cater to what you wish I would make or create or go back and do what I used to do or, you know, create some or content. And No. I'm not going to do that because true love is the angelic assignment sent from God, Yadhe Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. It's never, salvation is never on your own terms, right? Imagine the little person in a pit, somebody comes by, let's say, let's say you're walking by, someone's in a pit, you throw them a ladder, but on under no circumstance do you go down. No, I want, then they say, no, I want you to come down. Come here and pray for me. Mm -hmm. This is what works for me. Well, usually it ha helps when people do this for me. No! No, you're not going to get Jack. You're not, I'm not mm -hmm. no laying on hands, no prayer for you, nothing. Well, if you can explain and this and, no. Mm -mm. You don't get nothing. Sacrifice everything for understanding it is written. Here's the ladder. That's it. This is the revelation that God gave me. You're going to get the word. I'm going to speak that word because that's what the instruction was. Now, when the instruction came to me and he said, go here and help and do this and clean that, I did it. And when he said, go here, work this impossible job that nobody else would in the right mind would do, you have not even 60 free seconds during the workday of your own time for your own thoughts. Most of you would drive you crazy. You'd never do it in a million years. That was my training. Go here, do this, do that. Go help in this way with your hands and you work or you do this. And now he simply asked me, speak this revelation. That will help them the most. That's it. That's all you get. Why? Because that's the instruction. That's it. You cannot go beyond the instruction. Best example, the angels in the gospel. Mm -hmm. They came down. John the Baptist's dad said no. He was just struck. He said no to the cabal of the archangel. Well, Mary said yes. And the archangel said you're blessed. The other one said here's a curse. You're mm -hmm. not going to be able to do nothing for nine months. You're cursed because you did mm -hmm. not believe. 
So you see both reactions written in Scripture for your benefit. It's recorded so you know a person can say yes or no to the instruction of the archangels. Yep. And then you had the teachers of the law, Pharisees and the scribes that said to Jesus, Who do you think you are? And then you had Jesus to Peter. He said, Who do you think that I am? Who do you say that I am? You, and he said, You are the Messiah. You're the Son of God. He said, Blessed are you. Who was cursed? Everyone questioning and doubting God's plan at that time. Mm. Who was blessed? Those who already received the knowledge or the revelation from God, the Father. He said, this is from the Father. He revealed it to you. A small remnant was saved. A very small remnant. Even but the, the majority of them rejected him. And what happened to him yeah. in the diaspora? Dead. They were all crucified naked by Titus of Rome. Okay. They were obliterated physically, mentally, morally, and spiritually in, into mm -hmm. eternal hell. Yep. True history. And then we have strange fire everywhere. Oh, we need to do for the, the widows and the orphans and the, what are we going to do? Any good works? And, and then you have Elijah. Ignore all of the dying and starving to death widows of the people of God. All of them ignore them. Let them die. That's true. Let the widows of the people of God die die of starvation and you just go to that one woman the non-jew okay to the gentile woman i'm just saying <laughs> we might be serving they a different god to murder jesus christ when he said that in mm -hmm. synagogue that was his last day at synagogue in nazareth i'm just saying if that's offensive to you still you and i serve a different god the god i serve is jesus christ you came in the flesh Amen. So if you're serving a different God and you hear this and now you want to serve the God that we serve, now is your prime opportunity. Amen. Amen. You can see the dividing between the obedience to the bloodline of mm -hmm. Jesus that's very mm -hmm. narrow and very strict. And then you mm -hmm. see that wide path of all the human blood of their self-interpretation. Right. So you have all of hell and all of heaven. Mm -hmm. But all of heaven is only in the blood of one man, Jesus. It's yeah. very narrow. And keep in mind, measures of confusion will come out of you as you remove the foreskins through sapphire stone circumcision. The reason why we bring a strong word, an irritating word, is because of the instruction of the Lord. Why? Because as the Father is watching your progress, as Jesus Christ is watching your progress, as the Holy Spirit is noting your progress or lack thereof, there's a pain point for the Father, right? What is his desire? It's not so much about you and your little things. It's about fulfilling the desire of the Father. And if you are wise, then you already know that the Father's desire for your life is actually the best possible outcome so you learn to trust him and that requires letting go of what you think your destiny needs to look like okay for where envy and strife are there is confusion and every evil work that's james three sixteen. for where envy and strife are there is confusion do you have confusion in your life not receiving instruction, don't know where you're at in the Sephirat, don't know how to move forward, no signs and wonders, confused about something, 
there is envy and strife yep. and every evil work of the foreskin. Even if you're already walking in the in the sapphire stones, you for those of you who are walking in sapphire stones, this is very important. You must continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. One of the temptations as you rise on sapphire stones is to start thinking, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. If you put that brain knowledge and store it up here and revert back to that way, you're going to be in a world of pain and it's going to be difficult to correct because of the pride that gets, it can get, it can grow. The gospel measurement system is super helpful in this area that you're describing. Mm -hmm. There is a measurement. If you understand uh, Enoch's 10 worlds, you can understand the measurements of angels measuring wickedness and righteousness. Mm -hmm. The measure of circumcisions up the heights of the worlds you've conquered and have been circumcised is the measure of your accuracy of understanding and righteousness. So if you're down on the very lowest level, it's 100% inaccuracy. Okay. Okay? That means that you're entirely human. As the circumcisions come off, you share in the divine nature, partakers of the divine nature, co-heirs with Christ in his messianic kingdom of sapphire stones. And the measure that you've been co-heired in that measurement of how high you've risen after considering the heights you've fallen, that'll be the divinity that you're walking in. So to listen to people on earth in Egypt that haven't risen out of the lowest rung mm-hmm. is to just like blind leading the blind. What did Jesus Christ mm-hmm. say? It's all blind leading the blind. What did he say? Everyone who came before me was a thief and a robber. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ read letters. He said all of them were doing their own thing in the earth. They weren't even interested in going home to God. They had settled in the earthly and have forgotten about the upper garden of Eden of where Adam and Eve Eve live, which is the purpose of the Bible, to get us back home to God. Instead, we just settled down on earth with the stuff of God, which is Laodicea. The gifts. The whole function of Scripture, the prophetic word, is for the morning star to rise in your heart. 2 Peter 1.19, it is written. The whole function of the Bible and the Holy Spirit and the holy angels is to get you out of the fall of the lower rungs, rising up towards the Father. And when they were a long ways off, but notice it's 50%, the Father came out to meet him. Luke 15, it is written. So as you make an effort to become a child of the resurrection by understanding these things and sacrificing all the stuff that's holding you down in the earth, the Father will come down and meet you as you rise on sapphire stones. But you can measure all 10 worlds as 0% accuracy to 100% accuracy. Why 100% at the top? Because Enoch said, after 10 weeks, sin will never be mentioned again. So the only place you're sin-free and have no sin is if you've ascended 10 worlds high and begin walking in worlds without end. And even then, you'll probably still be called sinful and demon-possessed because they did that to Jesus. Yeah. So don't think that everyone will think you're perfect when you become perfect. Everyone's going to think you're probably demon-possessed. I hope better things for you. That beyond 10 weeks is Jesus at age 33. When they, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's when Jesus had mm-hmm. conquered the entire curse of the fall and had the whole world bow to him, but he sacrificed it on the cross so that we also could ascend those heights. 
trying to anyhow. catch up on track with his age too. I'm trying to like, Amen. Uh, competition with yeah, I'm, I'm in, over here in competition with Jesus. I'm trying to get. You're 33 in June, so about the same exact timeline. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> he doesn't mind. You know, he there's zero. He has zero strife toward me for that. For that goal, which is he's amazing. your biggest fan. Yeah, <laughs> there's no jealousy or envy and strife in him. All he wants. Some of you will do it a lot faster than that than 33. It'll be like be like a 10 year old, 12 year old, you know, Jones 15 years old. The sons of God will create like an elevator, which means there'll be help going up. An elevator yeah. is it pushes you up. Right now we're pioneering the thing, and most of you are just can't understand any of it and just lost. So, but in the future, I tell you the truth, these pioneers will make it an elevator for all yeah. of you. That's why you want to support righteousness mm-hmm. with all your house because it will mm-hmm. become Bob Jones' elevator mm-hmm. up 10 worlds where they'll be young at 100. Yep. And if they die at 100, what does scripture say in Isaiah? They'll be considered a mere youth. <laughs> yep. The reason why it's so much harder for a lot in this kind of grouping in this time why it seems so tedious and difficult and strange or foreign is because the kingdom culture of heaven and the angels and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is actually foreign to you. It's a foreign culture to Angelic you. culture. Because all of you, all of you, everyone, all of us, everyone to the sound of my voice, no exceptions, no, you're not the exception. All of you everyone. are more familiar with Jezebel's satanic culture from what you are used to in glory stream Christianity, any kind of mm-hmm. signs, miracles, wonder Christianity, the whole charismatic church. That's what you're more familiar with. That's why the whole strongholds, the confusion, the envy, the strife that exists in the kingdom of hell and their dominion over Christianity through the church age and most part of the church age, even till now, until you rise on the sapphire stones. You get to the moon, you get into the sun, you start to overcome those things. And those are those last things that burn out of you in Tiferet before you can move on. It's because it's burning out that old Christian demonic culture. Amen. And so your favorite memories of your favorite parts of Christian culture are the last things to get burnt out of you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's still earthly, devilish, demonic. It's still Egypt. Yep. Let's back up just a couple of lines here in James 3. We got revival in Egypt. Right. We had quail. Uh, don't Do not pray for quail. We do not pray for quail around here. All right? We need revival on the moon, buckwheat. Yes. James three fourteen. But if ye have bitter envy and it's bitterness, get out the bitterness. How many times are we going to sing this song, right? But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not. Glory life. Glory not. Glory not life. By not (laughs) RLM. Bitterness. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Right? When you're lying against the truth, you're lying to God because you're pretending like it's good in there and you have good intentions and it's not. It's demonic. Such wisdom descendeth not from above. Right? So, such hakma descendeth not mm. from above, but Ooh. is earthly, sensual, devilish. That, that's, that Comes is Moloch. the human blood. Yep. That's Moloch uh, character in the human blood. Mm-hmm. For where envy and strife are, there is confusion and every evil 
work. But the hakma, the wisdom that is from above, is first pure, then peaceful. This is an order. This is the order of righteousness. Pure, then first peace. First pure, then peace. That's why I'm saying you got to get value the peace. <laughs> value the purity, value the peace. Gentle, then gentle. Easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. What does that mean? You apply the sword to yourself mm, yeah. and not just to others, which means mm. you have circumcisions, you have wrongs. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. That's the good soil. Some of you, you don't have peace. You've lost peace. Where you should be right now is at least 80 to 90% of your time perfect peace 24 7. Amen. Manifold, manifest peace of Jesus Christ. Peace of Messiah. Not just trying to be nice to each other at home and try to get along. Peace of the Word that created the heavens and the earth. 80 to 90% of your time right now, all the time. <laughs> you should be in the manifold peace. Mm. Why? Because the fruit of righteousness, right? The fruit has what inside? Seed. That has that pattern in it, right? The pattern of Moses, make everything after that pattern that seed that reproduces after its own kind. Mm -hmm. Where is it going to reproduce? Remember the seed, the parables of the seed? It was the same good seed, but when it went in the different kinds of soil, some of it didn't produce anything. It died, was fruitless and barren because why? The fruit of, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of those who make peace. Mm. You, and it's not somebody else's peace. It's not, we got to wait for the apostles to come and release the peace and change the atmosphere. <laughs> That's nice. We'll probably do that for a fun conference or something. But wise virgins, remember Hakma, virgins of Hakma, say, get your own oil of peace. Cultivate that in your soil. You're responsible when you hear the word it's the connection the to the olive tree, the sephirot, yep. the, uh, the anointing of the anointed one. Amen. The messianic anointing needs to come out of everyone attached to the vine, which is the blood. So if the fruits of righteousness are not yet made manifest, which means you're not standing on the moon yet, or you're not, you don't know which rung of Malkut you're on, it's confusion to you, mm. you can't tell, you're not sure, and you don't know how's, what's the next step, even though it's been posted and reposted and detailed notes shared. And at that point, it's just demon possession, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Why? Because if I didn't care, if I didn't love you, I'd just like, yeah, just let them. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. No. The enemy is Here's highly the attacking the, the possibility of producing a Zedekim mm -hmm. from this ministry. And that's why the warfare is excruciating. But the warfare cannot work against the Messiah. No divination or sorcery can kindle nor work against mm. Israel. It is written, Numbers 23, 23, Scripture, okay? That means when you are in the Messiah of Israel, the warfare ceases and you make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, they are the sons of Yadivave. So if you don't have that peace, mm -hmm. there's some other nation yep. of the 70 principalities put over the seven root nations of the Tower of Babel being fathered in you. You're getting fathered by the father of lies and you're yeah. allowing that in your bloodlines and you are not obedient to righteousness.
the temptation of the demonic is to be upset, angry, or irritated with those who do have peace. Oh, it must be their fault. Or irritation, anger toward those who are walking in the manifest peace of Messiah. That's a demonic distraction. Why? Because then it's, now it's in your mind. They must think I'm this and I, they're probably judging me. And it's not even... You're wrong. The standard of righteousness is the same in every generation. It's called sapphire stones. It's the impart. The word has the impartation. What is impartation? If you'll receive it, you can take that seed and have a tender heart instead of strife. <laughs> oh, maybe they're probably judging me. They probably take that. No, that's not what this is for. En enough with strife. Leave. Don't remember the worst thing you can Torah do at that point is <laughs> go to your prayer closet and pray, pray, pray. At that point, mm. leave the altar. Make things right. I feel fire. Mm -hmm. Make things right in your heart. Make peace. Make peace. And then come back and present your offering. Amen. Mm. Because the God of war will crush sleep. No. <laughs> no. That's the warmonger spirit. Don't pray out of your own human blood. <laughs> the God of peace will crush Satan underfoot. It's pride that doesn't value the peace of Jesus Christ. Mm. That I gotta do something. I gotta work. I gotta. No. It's so. No. If you trust in the Word of God, right? Why people are, oh, well, well, I tried to do this and I prayed in tongues, but then I, I got this GT and it said this, and then I thought it was this, and then and then I had a dream, mm. and, <laughs> and then, oh, but pray for me, bread. I just, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to take me out. If you. Took it to Torah. You're like, all That's right. That's how I felt today. <laughs> and then I sat down and put on Second Corinthians in the Passion Translation. Bam. Bam. Perfect peace. I went through Second Corinthians twice today. Both times it shifted mm -hmm. my whole soul in the rung of of mm -hmm. Saturn of absolute seven worlds high. And the word is omnipotent over any atmosphere word. of anxiety or I don't care what kind of energy, mm -hmm. what kind of confrontation with principality you have. If you take it to Torah and learn how to obliterate mm -hmm. that stuff, you go, bam, you snap right inside the heavenly Jerusalem and go right back into the city of peace. Amen. Amen. On this whole Sephirotic journey, it's it's possible, but it's not likely that you'll maintain perfect peace all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have foreskins, there's imperfections, so it's you'll not... You'll grow in peace, though. You'll grow in peace. Yep. So what we're presenting to you is how do you, as an imperfect vessel... You're like, I got all the foreskins. I don't have one circumcision. You'll be okay. You this works under for the anyone. Gate as as uh, the Academy of Youth, this is what everyone in the earth yeah. needs to do. They need to come under the gate mm -hmm. of Enoch and learn righteousness mm -hmm. and be sealed in a perimeter mm -hmm. as a sheepfold under mm -hmm. the righteous one. And then you yeah. can share in the righteous one's peace and grow in peace. You know, that's the reason why you can be in proximity to people with circumcisions and not drop dead automatically, right? We talk about people dropping dead. Why was it that the wickedness continued for so many years and then until it's physical proximity, but also time? Yeah. The Father loves to give people time to repent. He doesn't wish that anyone would die and drop dead. Amen. He wants to give people time to repent. That's why, you know, it's really dangerous to become familiar yes. with the Holy of Holies that we're presenting because if you go into too much of that, like, familiarity spirit or you exit the fear of God or you end up in the Black Sephirot or... This is the Holy of Holies of the one true God. ...continue on to get the foreskins, that's when it gets dangerous. 
That's not what we have in mind for you. But what we're saying is even if you have zero circumcisions, even if you are completely confused and in fear and worry 90% of the time instead of the other way it's supposed to be, (laughs) you can find Messiah on the inside of you in your heart. How did the churches react to the apostles and acts? They went around them and listened to their teaching. Mm -hmm. They said they spent all their time eating, drinking, fellowshipping one another, and practicing communion in their houses, and studying the teachings of the apostles. Direct mm-hmm. quotation from the book of Acts, which means they were learning from the Zedekim of the mm-hmm. Zedek. What's the Zedekim of the Zedek? The 12 apostles of the Lamb. They spent all their time fellowshipping, breaking bread, taking communion, mm-hmm. and learning the doctrines mm-hmm. of the apostles which means they were regurgitating the Mm -hmm. teachings of the word, making them their flesh to rise into the heavens and sustain that Shekinah glory in the city of peace. That is the full-time job of the listeners of the word, Mm -hmm. to get around those that have the circumcisions, the consecrated special messengers, and learn and grow in the glory by regurgitating the word with each other. Right, so when you hear the James 3 verses... And it's a strong word. That's strong meat. So what you can do is instead of going deeper into confusion and fear, Mm -hmm. you can just confront those things instead of, oh, that's in them. That's in my spouse. That's in my family. That's in them. That's I can see a little bit. Humility allows all of it to wash you. Like I need all the word to wash me every day. It's not like I already know that. You don't know nothing, man. I don't care if you're 10 weeks high. You're still like a child of Yadi Vafe allowing all the water of the glory all of it to wash you constantly. It's and, all fresh and new because the light is bright. It's so bright up here. Yeah. You could be in John three sixteen for 10,000 yeah. years, but it's the measure of the glory washing through you from the river of the word the Father's speaking. Amen. And what's a great evidence of that phenomenon? How many times before learning righteousness with us did you hear in Bible studies and sermons people say righteousness? But now when you hear it, what do you see? Right? It's a whole world. Sapphire sea. You see, yeah, you see the seas. Mm. And Begin to sail seven sapphire seas. It's not just mm-hmm. brain teaching. It's now encountering God. And that's just one word in the Bible, righteousness. Can you imagine now <laughs> as you go up in righteousness what all those other little words in the yeah. Bible that you just, it, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> The continual awe and the fear you live in and heaven the love all the time. of God. And there's just nothing better than feeling Him mm-hmm. near you, within you, one with Him. And the circumcisions that He requires to have that oneness with Him and union with God when you begin to pay the price and go up, you realize it's simply more of him. And once you get a taste for more of him and you get past, right? Cause it's less and less of you, less and less of the satanic nature of the fallen man and woman, DNA, fallen man and woman, uncircumcisions, and it more of God, it becomes the reward itself. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to really let go of all the, well, I was promised this car and this job and and this destiny. 
you'll notice a lot of timelines that you saw dimly mm -hmm. through that prophetic lens or that people saw dimly through different timelines. A lot of timelines have been snipped since mm -hmm. then. I'm telling you, we're going for the, the gold. Like this is the highest timeline for everyone in the body of Christ Amen. is starting to come forth. And it just depends on, do you want to walk in it? But for a lot of you, especially those of you who will go up worlds. We want to obliterate every other path except the highway of holiness to God's throne in heaven. Some of those <laughs> things might be different than what you thought you saw when there were other more potential different timelines for you. And you're going to have to let go of the forms. For some of you, it's more difficult than others. Other people are like, I don't care what it is. Okay, God, let's go. Let's mm. go. That's it. The more you can be fluid about that, the easier it's going to be for you because you have to trust if this is God and if you're like Peter, you'll know that it is. You'll mm -hmm. be blessed because the Father is revealing it to Direct you. Direct revelation by the Holy exactly. Spirit. Direct revelation in Jezebel's mm -hmm. church causes division. Oh yeah. Direct revelation in righteousness only causes union and adherence to the angelic rank and Men order. Men and women under authority. Yep. Anyone that breaks rank is not a member of Joel's army. Joel, right. it is written. Amen. And I think just a picture of uh, the blood. Well, we'll show the picture of the pictures and the blood. Right here. Because I want you guys to understand blood. Oh, but this is nice. The Google Translate tongues. I have become the door. We're talking about gates, gatekeep, gate. You know, gatekeeping is kind of a trigger word on the judge at the gate, Enoch's gate. Only go in single file. Rose that opens the door. The of gate the to the kingdom is single file. Yep. It's just one. Okay. That's how Bob Jones saw them in heaven too. They were all stacked single file. Okay. All right. Here True we go. Witness. Uh, this is important. This is very important. This represents blood. Now I saw this in the book of okay, in the book of Enoch it says that certain people of this generation would be shown, it would be revealed to them the paths of death, mm. and they will not walk in it. Amen. I am one of those individuals that Enoch was talking about who would see the path. There is a revelation here I encountered and I got to see the spirit of death and at that time of meeting him I was very clean and he didn't have anything in me right I was obedient uh, to the rung that I was on everything that the father had asked me of up until that point and I was clean so he wasn't allowed to you know kill me and I got to see these things on the wall and I, I got to ask all my questions to that spirit of death and I made him I asked him questions and made him answer my questions it's a really fascinating time and then you go back to the place of the blood of Jesus and it's just a, it was a really fascinating experience and I had that and then later on I caught that in the book of Enoch where it says they'll be shown these pathways and they'll know how to not walk in them. Okay. So what's this on the wall? This is the blood. Bloodlines. When Brandon was talking to you tonight about the Nile. Remember the Nefesh is in the blood. Leviticus 
your nefesh soul. So that's where the wicked appetites are. A lot of the, the demon possession, that can happen in the ruah as well as the nefesh. But the nefesh is in the blood. So that's your lowest level of soul. So the, your desires and your feelings, what you want, the things that impulse and lead you, depends on what's in your blood, right? The blood speaks. You have the blood of Abel speaking vengeance. You have the blood of Cain speaking murder. And you have the blood, but the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. <laughs> speaks Torah. Amen. <laughs> so when you think the Nile, what the Nile looks like in the spiritual realm, it's so disgusting. Fallen human blood, the Nile. It's full of every unclean thing. It's like swamp, dirty water. Crocodiles, so frogs, every putrid. unclean demon is in. It is that river of sewage in the mm. belly of the red dragon and heaven awaits the bride. That's human bloodlines. Mm. So anything of your own nature or your bloodline, I'm white, I'm black, I'm Asian. Oh, well, I grew up, I'm a country girl. Sewage. I'm a city boy. I'm this, you know. Red, yellow, black, and white. Sewage. <laughs> they are sewage in his sight. Truth or <laughs> I thought he left me. Oh, he's not going to leave you it's how you are. It's a blood transfusion. It's a blood covenant, Buckwheat. Love doesn't leave you in the sewer, amen? Change. But, uh, yeah, it's time to change. He's not going to leave you there, so when he offers you the invitation to come up higher, it's wisdom and love to receive it, amen? So what you have here is one, two, three, four, five lower lines of the blood, and two upper, two that are above the others. And I always wondered about them, because it goes around, it lines the whole path, and it has all the blood of mankind, and these pathways of death. All of those pathways are pathways of death. And I started to notice something. Every day, year after year, day after day, people offer the same sacrifices, it's written. If they had already received forgiveness of sins, they wouldn't be coming back. It says, I think it's in the book of Hebrews. They wouldn't come back again year after year with the same sacrifice, the same thing. And then you notice, seasonally, this about the same times around the same part of every year, people have repetitive patterns. The same demonic event on the calendar. Mm. The same temptation. Oh yeah, on this day, or yeah, around this time, around this birthday, or around Christmas every year this happens. Or you notice a trend. And I started to notice this is like Groundhog so Day. So true. And I couldn't ignore the pattern. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, remember the blood you saw on the lines on the wall that marked the pathways of death? Those are elevations of more or less or different elevations in the pathways of death. So let's say you're at the very bottom one. And the next year, you go up one. A little bit higher elevation, but still a pathway of death. 
up a little bit higher on the mountain as a believer. So that means around the same time, the year after that, the individuals with their tests will take this same test again around the same time every year, the same exact day of that or the same week. And they'll do a little bit better than they did the year before. But they don't, almost no one recognizes that they took the same test the last year. They don't even know it's a test. They're so just living. Creatures assigned to elevations under the sun of your elevations. <laughs> it's like those creatures are there as you rotate around the sun. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. you just overcome them. And they want to be subtle and they don't want you to see them. But you face them until you rise mm -hmm. to the head of days every day, 365 yeah. days. Woo! So... What I noticed was that the, all, the pathway of death is literally you just go around the mountain again. You remember in the wilderness, they went around and around. But this time you're believers, so you're on the mountain, maybe the base of the mountain. So you'll what's the, what's the benefit? Die and go to heaven, yeah. But you repeat the same sin patterns every year, around the same time, each year, without realizing that it's even a pattern. It's Groundhog Day. It's a broken record. It's just the same for everyone. I've, I've checked. Yep. Everything under the sun. I would literally make notations. It got to the point where I could specifically take and point out certain people and note. And I would look for it the next year on the exact same date. And it would happen exactly. I've seen you do it a hundred times. Oh, yeah. You watched me with my mm -hmm. note taking again. Yep. It's like every day is a measurement of that day yeah. in, the, in the head of days. And so then what happens is some people will repent a little bit. They'll have a little bit less false love or a little bit less envy, a little bit less strife, a little bit less murder and anger. So they might go up one or two, at least a one, two, three. But it's still going around Malkut, the mountain, right? Believer, Christian, but still going around the mountain. Going around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. And the demons are singing. They can't wait. Yeah. Aha, she fails this test every year every on the dot. The I'm going to get my promotion. Mm -hmm. They're stationed in that fallen mm -hmm. light. And so what happens is there's slight improvements. So people are like, we're making progress. We're making progress. But it is so minuscule you're still actually repeating the same sin every year but just slightly less sin and it's still so it now god is a great god and he's happy to see improvement so what we've seen in the church ages those little improvements foundational things keep you at the foundation mm -hmm. righteousness you shoot up into the sephirot so there's, there's one, two, three, four, five, and I always wondered why those two at the top were on another level, above. Mm. And this is what's fascinating. Now, we mentioned something about ten worlds and seven, uh, ten weeks uh, and ten worlds and weeks and worlds, and is it seven, is it ten? I want to explain to you, weeks and worlds and... I think I might need to pull up another picture. We can go back to the live. I think this will be important and worthwhile mm. to look at because if you can understand weeks and worlds, it will, I believe, fill in the gap. And that's what the vision is here. So let's pull up. Reminds me of the revelation picture. from a few weeks ago 
This is fresh and brand new. I love it. Mm. I love all the angles of wisdom. Multi-faceted with gemstone. It's like every direction to see. Yeah, to see the Father's soul and understand it more clearly. So good. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see. Ten weeks and ten worlds. This would be a good chance to, if you are making notes, this will help you if you are planning on conquering worlds. It's good to understand what this is in the bloodlines. Because your blood needs cleansed, right? If the blood is speaking and it's not speaking the Torah of Jesus Christ, then there's something that has to change. And that goes back to when Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Which means those bloodlines that we just looked at inside of you, those levels that you have, the potential of going up or down on Malkut. If flesh and blood does not reveal it to you, right? It has to come from a deeper source of the spirit, which means you can receive it from the Zadik. Mm. You, you can receive revelation from the Holy Spirit, uh, even the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit directly when he gives you the grace to encounter him in those ways. I was able to find a, that a revelation from a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, ago. let's hear it. This was from uh, September 24th on Twitter. Understanding the headship of days of Yarivave Messiah King Jesus Christ. Now concerning days and seasons, brethren, I would not have you ignorant nor unaware of spiritual elevations. Scripture has established times and seasons by planets and constellations. Each day of the 365 days of the year on earth corresponds to elevations of luminaries above. As is written, the head of days was seated. Where was the head of days seated? Daniel 7.22 He was seated above the days, all 365 of them, governing and administering his messianic kingdom for the day itself. For Torah declares, Yadivavi created the worlds in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. Where did Yadivavi Messiah King Jesus Christ rest? At the top of the universe, the top of the day, the top Amen. of the moon, the top of the sun, Amen. and the top of the stars. Now with Yadivave, a day is as a thousand years, Second Peter 3, 8. So therefore the minutes, hours, months, and seasons on earth all correspond to the head of days over a thousand years per day at the headship of days on the top of the universe of moon, sun, and stars that Yadivave set for a government of days as is written. Genesis 1.16, And Yarevave made the two great lights, the greater light the sun to govern the day, and the lesser light the moon to govern the night. He also made the stars. Now therefore understand the mystic mystery of head of days. If there is a head, there is also a tail. But you, brethren, who love and obey Jesus Christ, the Messiah, King of Israel, are never the tail of days, always the head of days. If, in fact, we are growing up into the head, which means we're the body of Christ into the headship of Christ, the head of days, the top of mm-hmm. time, the timeline right. that controls all Tenth time week. on earth. Tenth week, head of dayship. Right, the, and that's represented in, real quick, a keter, which is the tenth uh, sapphire. 
Ephesians 4.15, let us grow up in every way, in all things, into him who is the head, head of days, even Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One, Ephesians 4.15. Between the tail of days, the very bottom rung of black earth, to the head of days, the very top of Enoch Metatron's tenth week path of lightnings, there are varying degrees of the body of days, body of days, body of Christ. Amen. For in order for there to be a head, there must be an entire body attached. Climbing the rungs of the head of days puts the fully initiated believer at corresponding levels of government of sun, moon, and stars. Therefore, their angelic ranking over days is measurable to their rung on the sephirot of the stars of Jesus Christ, the head of days. In the coming hour, the mature sons of Yarevave will all be seated in the headship of days and be at the very top of the perfect timeline of the will of Yarevave raining down through the entire body of time and space over all inhabitants of the earth and over all its nations of human beings, animals, plants, and minerals. Deuteronomy 28.13 And the Lord shall make you the head, the head of days and not the tail. And you shall be above only and you shall not be beneath at all. If you heed the commandments of Yadevave, which I command you this day, and are watchful to do them. Amen. Amen. That's so good. We're already on the picture. All right. Along with that. This is all coming together beautifully. Revelation upon revelation. Seven worlds and ten weeks. So you could put that in your notes. That would be helpful, I believe, for your study. Seven worlds and ten weeks. Why do I say seven worlds? You can count it out if you like. You can make a little notation or you can just follow along and then note it out later. Asaya, that's one. Yetzira, counting Yetzira, Yetzira is one world. Even though it has four trees within it that you have to go through. Malkut Tekeder, Yetzirah is technically one world. Like four layers of the soul. Yep. So, Asaya, Yetzirah, Berea, Absolute. So, from the perspective of how many trees, which are the weeks you go through, by the time you get to Absolute, that's seven weeks. Right? Seventh week of Enoch, seventh week. Very good. So that's world four, absolute. So Asaya, Yetzirah, Berea, absolute. What comes after absolute? So that's four. we're at four, right? Adam Kadmon, that's five. <laughs> world nine, that's six. And then world ten, that's seven. So seven heavens, or you could say seven worlds. Ten weeks, right? We have uh, one of the other slides that had the thousand mark. Thousand mark for a day is as a thousand years, and we're talking in sephirotic days and decades, weeks. Understanding the supernal calendar systems that's based on the sapphire stones of 
Jesus Christ, which is the timeline of the Father. Amen. What's the most perfect timeline for you? I'm going to make it really simple. The circumcisions of your soul. Souls. Circumcision of the heart. What you are able to do, which means what God is able to do through you, largely depends on how willing you are to receive his word. How willing you are to receive his word is how much circumcision you're willing to receive. Right? When you hear a strong word, like we had really strong, some strong meat tonight, that can be very irritating to the demonic. There are different ways you could go about receiving that. You could, oh, I, I feel resistance on that, but I just, I just don't know, and da, 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 or, you know, oh, I don't know, maybe for somebody else, not for me. Or you could say, ooh, that one kind of hurt, but you know what? Cut, cut, cut. I'm going up. I'm going to be a white rose. I'm going to go seven weeks. I'm going to go eight weeks. I'm going to go nine weeks. I'm going to go ten weeks. It's more valuable to you to have the peace of Messiah than to have that temporary peace that you, you had a good feeling that I felt like I was doing okay. Are you saying I'm not doing okay? That whole part of you that is uncircumcised is not doing okay. It's never doing okay. It's only grace that we don't continually experience the horrors of the uncircumcision because God is a good God and he's made it so that you can go up. And again, even if you have zero circumcisions, you can soften your heart and start today. You can literally agree with truth and simply begin to walk in it by obeying the apostolic instruction. So seven worlds, 10 weeks. And we can go back to the live here and we'll pull up the other picture one more time. Then you can understand how this pertains to your blood and the pathways of death because the book of Enoch said what? What, uh, what ends up killing people is the same plague of frogs yep. of Moses. You understand that? Y'all read that about Moses bringing the frogs out of the Nile. But what you don't understand is that's the final termination of the human being. Your human blood is the Nile, yeah. and it produces all kinds of unclean creatures that end up causing you to die and to physically decay. That represents the frogs came out of the Nile, and they actually died all over Egypt. And when they died, they did more damage than just being manifest from the Nile. Because now you have the plague, the pestilence, the rotting flesh, the smell, um, destroying all the plants and everything. So it just the frog came out of the Nile and killed all kinds of stuff in the nation. That represents how a human being ages and dies inside human blood. And until you have his bloodline that never died, you're all going to experience frogs and blood. That's the mouth of the false prophet. What's the mouth of the false prophet? The human being. It's in the blood. So the frogs and the false prophet. (laughs) Can't be human anymore, Buckwheat. It's time to be divine. His word is divine. Okay, so let's look at that picture. Mm. So now you can understand, now that we talked about the worlds and the weeks, and you have an understanding there. We talked about this in terms of just Malkut, right? Because this exists within you as you're going around the mountain. If you just live a normal Nefesh life, good Christian life, you never go cosmic, you can have, because 
uh, Shekinah, or, you know, Malkut, even of the old age, the older age, represents daughter of seven, right? So Bathsheba, um, you know, the well, or Beersheba, well of seven, all those things having to do with Malkut and Shekinah designate seven. So there's seven within. Oh, we don't, oh I thought there was only four rungs of Malkut. That's fine for our understanding moving forward, but understand that's, that is the intended number, right? And the daughter of seven. So for your own circumcisions, how we have broken them down into four rungs, those cover the bases. Once you've broken those down and they're done within mm. you, your circumcision is good to go. You've got your signs and wonders, but for understanding the blood the, the bloodline the human and, beings yeah. so that you're with the angels 24 right. 7 totally I can see this yeah. so when you go over, up the mountain right you're starting to get into God inside mindedness glory streams signs and miracles and healing and wonders and Christ within you the hope of realizing glory you might be go up really high hmm. but it's still those blood lines it's still a pathway of death you and have an excellent you're living as a death. human having mostly a human experience mm -hmm. After those seven levels mm -hmm. are conquered, you're having mostly mm -hmm. a divine experience with very little human experiences. Traversing the Torah, which is conquering the Sephirot with Jesus Christ, breaks these. It literally breaks them. Because you're going to, you know the deja vu, or the year after year, you have the same test. You can mark it on your, some of you know what I'm talking about. Certain things happen around the same time of year, and you're like, what is up with that? Why is it always like this? Maybe some people are just like, I don't know, I never noticed, I can't remember. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to remember. You can just start walking in righteousness, it'll take care of itself. Right? You don't need to go all paranoid and, what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, don't. If you start going into these days, knowing this will drive you crazy unless you go up the sapphire stones. You're an anchor in the word for yep. your soul. So you never go crazy. Amen. Just go. Cosmic. Go cosmic. Don't go crazy. Go cosmic. Amen. <laughs> go to the word. Yes. And that's that's the whole idea here. So you break these demonic bloodlines. That's how you break blood covenants with demons permanently. And the reason why Bible Spa is so powerful and why every person that's ascended any rungs has had a significant mm -hmm. Bible Spa in order to ascend is because the word goes in and deals with everything swimming in the blood. Yep. And the person that loves God more than the human bloodline mm -hmm. will literally sacrifice it and ascend. Right. So you have to understand when something is offensive to you because it's your your culture, your habits, you, the way American Christian, the higher ones are the hardest ones because it's like, well, that's my God inside minded culture. That's my healing you know, you go to some, I went to the some. The drunken glory yeah, culture. That one's a tough one. That's probably, that's the top. I think that's a top one. Yeah. Uh, because it's the best. You finally, you're like, I've come so far. Because you know, when you get up to the top couple of rungs, I would say that's like glory stream and then God inside minded. And they still glory. haven't grown for two, three, four right. years and are stuck in the Stagnant. same stupid crap. So that's why, so the whole, that wall that you're looking at there, it lines the wall. That's why I put the little metal piece there. It goes around, and then you have the um, principality of death that swoops around. And so basically what happens is when death comes around, when he finds you, if you are tainted from touching those things in those blood, those lines there, totally. you will die. He has rights to kill you. 
So with the safe places, why most people don't even try mm -hmm. is the safe places. There's a place that go, you go back to. It's, I call it base camp. It's called the blood of Jesus. When you go to that place of the blood of Jesus, there's a camp there. It's a place of safety. If you mess up and you touch one of these bloodlines and you become defiled, right? Because if you touch the woman in her uncleanness of her blood, menstruation in the Bible, what's Torah talking about? It's not just talking about weird menstrual laws that are outdated. What's the wisdom? The wisdom is if you touch one of these, you're unclean and death can harm you if he catches you there. That's right. So what do you do? You know, you have your full armor, the shield, the sword, you warfare. But what's better than that? Go back to the place of the blood. Be washed in the blood of the lamb. And when your sins are atoned in that place, your sins are forgiven. You've confessed your sin. You're clean. Now you can go back to conquering, but it's when you touch them and become defiled, that's when the enemy comes and they have something in you. So you have to be very humble and when you are going, you humble yourself below your own blood. Mm, amen. And you stay inside the cloud of glory. <laughs> you know, the cloud of glory. It's a good place to be. That's how you exit <laughs> that place and you can begin to go cosmic. That's how you break through, you break out. But if at any point you mess up and you touch it, hurry back to the place of the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus for atonement. Repent of your sins, be washed wow. in the blood. Even Torah gave instructions of how to go and be clean again, representing the wisdom of working within Christ. Of If you get defiled by things in the universe, here's a safe camp to go back to and get clean again. Mm -hmm. Yep. Amen. They give you the best fighting chance to bust out of this whole system. And so what you find is, now that's on Malkut. When you get to the top of Malkut, you go cosmic. And now, guess what? For the first, ever since I went cosmic, when I stood on the moon, it's the first time I didn't repeat the same things day after day, year after mm. year, but change a little so bit. So true. And I noticed, that's when I noticed that I was the only person that, because when you break out of it, you can see everyone else walking in yep. it. They're prisoners of timelines. Yep. And so how? Do you, so then the desire is to break that for everyone else. But the difficulty is when you're in it, it's hard to see it. So if you can yeah. believe someone else who escaped the Matrix, like, yeah. what are you, crazy man? No, it's like, come on, get out the Matrix. Let's go. So if you're still stuck on those bloodlines, it's still that repetitive going around the mountain. So when you go cosmic, now this also exists in a bigger picture. Right, because it's seven and then seven. Seven on the inside, you know, daughter seven, there's always seven and mm. seven, right? It's, it's a mystical number. Well, it's like the seven mountains of the fallen watchers in chain, too. Yep. Conquering the, all those seven... The seven worlds. Worlds, which yeah. Which is what you're... Mm. We're getting close. Yeah, getting close. Getting real close. Two so, more rungs. Yep, so... And now we'll Pray for my about, Yachita. <laughs> yeah. Amen. It's going to get serious. Yeah, the Wrath of the Lambkins two by two is going to be super fun. If Next one, level, you guys. It's going to be awesome. So, now remember, we talked about weeks and worlds. <laughs> remember, so think, so now even though absolute is seventh week, it's fourth world. So, one, two, three, four. So, for you to do this on the inside and to bust free of Malkut and go up, for you to really overcome it in the flesh, right? Because we talked about, if you remember from the master's class in righteousness, the worlds corresponding to the layers of you. 
and usually the last thing to come along is the external right when jesus comes back the last thing he's bringing is your external rewards right that's the last thing to get added into you yeah, first you sacrifice 22. first you sacrifice a thing yep later on you know, you get things and you restored first. Natural rewards are the very last thing Jesus does in Revelation. First, 22. you sacrifice your peace. <laughs> Later on, you get his peace. So you have this whole time of upset, and the only peace you have is that still small voice. And if you value it, you get the peace of Messiah. Right. Amen. So, understanding the valuation system of the things of God and how it grows like a tree within you, planted by streams of living water, the Sephirotic Shekinah River's emanation of glory. The last will be first. So let's let's look at these in terms of worlds. Not weeks, worlds. Okay? Because there's seven. Remember, Yetzirah is one world. So the bottom one here, in terms of finishing... So this is Adam and Eve blood. This is what happened to Adam and Eve's blood. How to reverse the curse of Adam and Eve. It was like, it was like split up um, between the fallen angels and they had dominion over Adam and Eve's bloodline. That's exactly what it is. Can I get a witness? <laughs> it's like, can I get a witness? Amen. We got the cat. Amen. Amen. Okay, one. Okay, so let's, let's, let's count in terms of worlds. Mm -hmm. One at the bottom here. Ooh. Isaiah. When you conquer Isaiah... That time, that false timeline of your life is broken. Two. Yetzirah. When you conquer Yetzirah, all four layers, that influence over your timeline is broken. Mm. Three. Hmm. Berea. You get a neshama. There's a breaker anointing when you get that. Berea. When you break that, you conquer Berea. That's the world of the throne of glory. Huge timeline change there. Which, what is a timeline change? It means mm -hmm. God's able to do more of his world. This is literally the will. Kabbalistic full interpretation of New Testament oral Torah of redeeming the times. Yep. <laughs> so instead of just name it, claim it, he redeems the times. He redeems the times. And then maybe next year you do a little bit less sin, but the same thing every year. You break it. Permanently. Yes. So we have Isaiah, Yetzirah, Berea, four, Absolute. When you conquer Absolute, that entire bloodline there, that 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 limitation is broken. Mm. And you enter into a higher place. And then five, Adam Kadmon. These are the five loaves. The five souls bestowed from God. Five loaves and two fish. Dominion over blood. Yep. It's all about reversing the curse. Righteousness having dominion over the nations, it's called in Revelation. Right, Jesus said the five loaves and the two fish, and then he asked them, and then he said, do you still not understand the still didn't really understand mm. a lot of them really didn't understand who he was what he was there he was Zadik. after he died and was resurrected they started drawing the fish 
Because what's the great fish? The Zadik. Right? Mm. One, two, three, four, five. Adam Kadbon. That's primordial man. You conquer. You conquer primordial man, Adam Kadbon. In your blood. Amen. That false timeline is broken. And a door opens up. Ninth world. So the two above, Adam Cadmon, that's ninth and tenth world. And once the ninth world is broken, you get the, you conquer the ninth world, that's when you get a seventh soul. Someone with a seventh soul, what are seven souls intended for? To, res to reflect the seven spirits of God. That's the ability and the capacity to reflect the seven spirits of God, of Jesus Christ. Right? When you get the down payment of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you get a Ruach soul. And you get the Ruach HaKadosh dwelling within you. A master. That's you get a master. <laughs> now it's like, all right, what are you going to do with one mirror, Buckwheat? Are you going to reflect your own behind? Here's my dookie. Reflect my dookie. It's accountability. <laughs> are you going to yeah. reflect? Are you going to... <laughs> are you going to reflect the Ruach HaKadosh? And to the measure you faithfully clean your mirror, which is cleanse your soul, cleanse your own ruah, which is circumcise it, you can reflect the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And you do that accurately through circumcision. You get a neshama. And then if you're faithful with the neshama, he'll give you a chaya. If you're faithful with the chaya, you'll get not just near to the light, a Yachita, which is the first time one of you, your soul and his soul, they're merged. It's like if you pour two glasses of water together, there's no separation. In that soul, you do not feel separated from God whatsoever. In the Yachita soul. And then there's the Red Rose, the Red Rose of Sharon. Sixth soul. Then there's the pink rose, which, oh, I can't wait to talk about that one. I can't wait to get one. Mm -hmm. A great light has shone in Israel. Seven souls to reflect the seven spirits of God, rainbow, glory. <laughs> and then all kinds of pastries and mysteries. So we're looking at here the different interpretations of Torah. Remember Peshat, Ramez, Darash, and Sod was mystery? So that's, remember, one, two, three, four worlds. So that's Asiah, Peshat, Yetzirah, Ramez, Darash, or the Darash, or the Midrash of Berea, and Sod, the, the pastry, like the mystery, kingly pastry of the mystery of Torah, is absolute. So we have other desserts all along the side and up 
to show that there's more than just the absolute interpretation. Deeper, higher, more wonderful mysteries and desserts. I just picked desserts that I thought looked good in the pictures. That doesn't mean there's not better desserts than that in the mysteries of Torah. Yeah. The French souffle was about the best I could come up with. That's a good one. I agree with that doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying the, the French souffle, that was... With the raspberry like the, sauce, especially. Yeah, that's... Without the raspberry sauce, yeah. it's heresy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I actually pulled that from their website. <laughs> like I went on the line, I stocked their pictures. Major and, L. Yeah. Glory. That's like the exact God one. God bless haute French cuisine. I think that's the exact one. So I'm sure, but uh, absolute. So if that's, f if, if the mystery of, if Kabbalah level interpretation of the mystery of Torah is absolute and that's world four what about world five six and seven well the chaya why is it all one and not separated like the others are separate bread and fish fish is the strong mm -hmm. meat of the word the chaya is not separate from the yachita like the other soul layers are very separate chaya is your first one it's near to the light but it's connected to the yachita they're one which means once you get the Yachita, there's a, there's a, a oneness there. The Yachita, the white rose, is inside of that crystal. So it's not like the separation like with the other souls. There's that division there. Why is that? The Yachita is the singularity of Christ. It's the singularity, your ability to have oneness, union, all the stuff. Oh, union with God, union with God. It's all just fantasy until you get a Yachita. We experience measurements of feeling close to God and desire for union with God. And in a sense, there is union because, I mean, he's, well, he's dwelling within me. Yes, but there's all those foreskins causing that internal separation. There's still you over there and me over Tell here. Tell every Christian that truth and watch them weep and gnash their teeth. There's no real union with God without Kabbalah mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. That's truth true. Truth in you. It's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. You're going to need it. Yep. But what's beautiful is that Yachita, singularity, we talked about Adam Kadmon, that being that door to the multiverse. Right? You have Enoch's door when you first go cosmic. And at the top of absolute, remember the caution signs, the pavement ends, the training wheels are off. Super exciting. The pattern above is formed in you to keep rising. Mm -hmm. Yep. The divine image bearing. Amen. Which is the very genetics mm -hmm. of God the Father. Amen. So that's, he's the door. And you wonder why if they died a hundred, they'd be a merry youth. Well, look at these ninth, tenth worlds. That's Father God's genetic coding inside the soul of the believer. So... You're dealing with a completely different realm of light. This is the pioneering of everlasting life in your hearing. Yep. And it is the truth anyhow. And when it comes to these bloodlines, and uh, this is the last thing mm -hmm. I think I have to say about this, about Moses and Aaron and the Nile. Remember, the Nile is the fallen blood. That's where all those nasty creatures are. Yeah. That's, you know, the blood... Well, I felt like the spirit was leading me. 
Well, that still small whisper. Look at the stuff. The stuff in the your nails, dreams, visions. The nails, prophetic. Yeah. It's all human. It's right. all filth. And sometimes the king or a pharaoh of Egypt would have an accurate dream from God, and then it would be take a man of God and righteousness to interpret it. Yep. Like Joseph, right? It's not that. Pharaoh's dream. Even Nebuchadnezzar dreamed from God. Right. But he was a devil. Exactly. <laughs> so you have all kinds of demonic activity and varying levels of accuracy or inaccuracy when it comes to unsanctified blood. That's why if all those bloodlines you see on the screen, you haven't broken them. You're not going cosmic. And even once you do go cosmic, don't think that it's all broken within you. Mm. Now you're doing the cosmic work of the first one in the first world through all seven worlds. Otherwise, it influence is still there, right? But you go through the first seven, those first seven layers within you to bust out of the false daughter of seven. Thus it is written, blessed are mm -hmm. the overcomers. Yep. You will overcome all of this by God's word. Yep, because the world is created after that pattern. This is your mission in life when you yep. have no other mission. Exodus 7.20 Moses and Aaron did just as Yadhevavhe had commanded. He raised his staff in the presence of Pharaoh and his officials and struck the water of the Nile. Moses and Aaron struck the water of the Nile and all the water was changed into blood. What's interesting about that uh, word for blood, dam, Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Strong's, listen to the Strong's 1818. <laughs> ah! Strong's 81818. That's exciting. Blood of a man, an animal, or the juice of the grape. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wine. Yep. Same word. They turned the water into blood. Jesus turned the water into wine. Same uh. Hebrew word. <laughs> so we talked about the sapphire stones being like the fruit of the vine, cosmic vine. Whose wine of which vine are you drinking? Is it bitter? Envy, jealousy, striving, confusion about what rung I'm on? Still don't know. Or is it sweet peace mm. of Mashiach, Jesus Christ? Yes, that all of your blood be turned into the blood of Jesus through the word of God. That's the power of the word. With the staff mm. and with Moses and Aaron, they took what? The sapphire stick from Zipporah's dad's garden, mm. the garden of righteousness, which is what? The sapphire stones. That's the rod. That's the rod of Moses and Aaron. It's the sephirot. Bang, he's going to whack your whole blood with it. Mm -hmm. How? As you go Man, that's a lot of teaching there, unfolding the cross of the Red Sea and the changing of DNA and the bloodlines into Zion's glory, crystal clear and sparkling through the Holy Ghost. That is the journey of humanity into God's perfection through Jesus Christ the next thousand years. And that's where we're going. That's where civilization is going and there won't be anything else. Amen. Okay, great. So I can take a couple days off then. Y'all be good. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of study material. All right. Well, we have a huge move this month. We're moving all of Red Letter Ministries into Florida from Minnesota. 
desks, computers. Everything but the cat. Broadcasting. I mean, it is pretty incredible moving this whole ministry cross-country. So we appreciate your support. A um, lot of new equipment is needed. Um, it's just, it's huge. Establishing a new broadcasting center in a different state of the USA. Only a small portion of this can go mobile. So most mm -hmm. of it is just brand new. That's going to be established for Florida. Mm -hmm. So all the offerings and giving and generous donations during this time are going into establishing RLM in Florida for forever. Mm -hmm. Just building it up there, just building brand new because we've been instructed to do that with many, many confirming signs and wonders. So blessed are you supporting the increase in the building of this apostolic ministry throughout the United States and throughout all nations. Thank you for supporting us, making this possible to spread this message to more people and to build in new places with new listeners that are excited to advance the kingdom of heaven and everyone else that's established. Keep growing. Bear fruit yes. in keeping with righteousness right where you're planted. Mm -hmm. The Lord loves you and will make you a fruitful vine right where you are. Do not be discouraged. Do not let the enemy influence your mm -hmm. thought life. Do not go into Babylon. Stay in the mm -hmm. sheepfold. Eat the good food. Drink the good living water of the great shepherd. And keep growing right where you're at. Make progress in keeping with repentance, it is written. Mm -hmm. Bear fruit and fruit that lasts. Good fruit, the sweetness mm -hmm. of a person's spirit. And pray for mm -hmm. us and pray for your leaders, it is written, to advance God's kingdom everywhere in Jesus' name. I pray for the all of our supporters to be blessed miraculously in the marketplace. That there would be all of them would be promoted because they're working unto God and not for self or for their own bloodlines, but for the bloodline of Jesus. Let all your businesses be consecrated and set apart for the bloodline of Jesus to take over society. Let the best of your of the increase of your houses all be offered into the Levites of the book of Revelation, which we are in the full-time ministers, the full-time apostles that are only interested in advancing God's will over all the earth from the sapphire stones during these days so that everyone could learn righteousness and shine as the stars in the heavens. Daniel 12, 3, forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.
longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. I'm living in victory. I want to be in unity. I want to synchronize with the spirit of glory. I want to be in unity. I want to be in synchronicity. I want to be in unity. I want to sing.